that, that, would, that would not be good. Ryan, how was your holidays? Uh, man, it it was so uneventful. Um, so I uh, we we had a, a week of plans. That's what that's what they all start out as. So I had the I had the week of Christmas. I took the week of Christmas off, and the and Lauren and I have our anniversary around this time as well. So it was kind of a bigger anniversary. It was a five year anniversary and we were like, well, let's, you know, let's kind of plan some stuff out. We may go even to Montana and do the cabin thing and, um, go live like the hateful eight. Yeah, man, I was looking forward to it. (laughs) Walking into some saloon and just Kurt Russell with this beard and mustache (laughs) staring down a bunch of old, a bunch of old timers. Um, no man, but we, we, so we had the, all these plans, right? And uh, the week leading up to it, I was getting like a little tickle in my throat. And then Saturday That's where it all starts, man, dude. So from like Friday on, I was in bed until Christmas Day. I felt better to get out of bed on Christmas, so we hung out on Christmas Day. There was nothing open, right? So we didn't really do anything that day. And then day after Christmas, Lauren's sick yeah. for the rest of the week. <laughs> Yeah, so man. It was that, just it was just fireplace was roaring all week, but we were both just sipping on tea, hacking into handkerchiefs. Ugh. It was Merry gross, Christmas. man. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh man, it was gross. Yeah, that's all we did. Yeah, it was kind of it was super uneventful. Yeah, that's all we did. Yeah, it sounds like it. We uh, well, it was uh, three weeks ago today i mean we're recording on january 3rd it was it was three weeks ago uh that i got ridiculously sick Uh, oh yeah yeah i I missed uh missed three days of work and uh had a fever of 102 for about three days Uh, i did i was down and out and i really didn't start feeling better uh probably right until i mean like where i started feeling like a hundred percent yeah like around December 28th, December 29th is when, you know, I started to really kind of feel like I was, you know, back on top of things. And, you know, it always, it, it, it sucks when you get sick around Christmas time. And, you know, we, we had a great holiday, you know, it was, you know, we talked about my, you know, our Thanksgiving, you know, being, you know, just immediate family here in the house and Christmas uh, was the same way. New Year's, we we literally do nothing for New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. <laughs> In fact, New Year's Day, uh, I was taking down the outdoor Christmas decorations, and then right. yesterday, the all the indoor stuff went down. And you know, we were starting to get to that point. Uh, you can't relate, Ryan, because you Grinched this year, and there was not one Christmas decoration in your house. So you're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. So to add to that, yeah, on Christmas Day. I took the fall wreath off of the front door. You are a son of a beast. <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> that's how out of, t- that's how out of touch Lauren and I both were for Christmas this year is that on Christmas day, I took the fall Fantastic. wreath off of the door. Yeah. We, we kind of decorated for fall and then completely slipped on Christmas. Ryan, what's it like to be a communist? <laughs> well, when everybody's doing it, you know, so, uh, we, we had started to get to the point of what I call Christmas clutter, you know, when you've got, because it's, it really is amazing 
like how much room Christmas decorations take up. Oh yeah. Right. Cause you know, you've got the tree and you know, we had stuff on the tables and lights up in the windows in the house. I mean, it just, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then I get really sick. James gets sick. He misses like two days of school. Oh, bummer. Uh, Joanna gets sick. Uh, she didn't miss any work. Uh, she wasn't as bad as I was, but she wasn't, yeah. you know, running at, uh, you know, peak performance to say the least. So we kind of let the house slide because, you know, when you're sick, you know, I'm sitting in the living room with a hundred and two fever. You're not like, you know, I think I'll get up and straighten up the house, you know, <laughs> let me work this fever off. And so we just started to like build up the Christmas clutter where you're just kind of like, oh, I'll just move this pile of like stuff from over here to over here. And then when I need to go over there, I'll just move it somewhere else, you know, type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so the first and the second was really taking uh, all of that and, you know, cleaning up and getting everything put away. And uh, it was, yeah. yeah, it was a good holiday run. It was a weird, it was a weird holiday run. Uh, just because, you know, I, I haven't, uh, well, you know, at least my family, we haven't gotten as sick as we've gotten on a holiday yeah. ever like this. And yeah, man, it was and plus like here in Arizona and or at least in the Phoenix area, we've yeah. had a very unseasonably warm December. Like today I wore shorts, man, dude, it was like 73 degrees and geez. Yeah. And I don't know. There was a lot of stuff like that because like last year, dude, it got like really cold two years ago. We had almost two and a half straight weeks of freeze warnings uh, leading up to Christmas. And then this year it's just, you know, um, it's, it's chilly, you know, when it's 70 degrees and then the sun goes down, you know, in the desert, it can drop about 20, 25 degrees pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Like right now, you know, it's, it's about 50 degrees, 51, 52 degrees outside right now. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, we're not running around in shorts at night, but it's not like, wee, you know, when you step outside and, you know, you're hightailing it back yeah. into the house. So and that was kind of odd too, that, you know, there, there were a lot of things that made Christmas very fun, but also just like, oh, it's Christmas day and it's 73 degrees. You know, and he's like, okay, you know. Yeah, we had a, what was, we had a, what, snow, I think the week before or two weeks before Christmas. We actually had snow here in Austin. (laughs) Not here, homie. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. It was, it was, uh, I think uh, a foot like a like a foot in some places wow. in texas wow um austin got six inches to a foot and up up here where i'm at we're, we've kind of I've said this before but we live north of Austin. we live up way north of austin um i got like some flurries in my yard and that was it i didn't get any snow and i got all these pictures coming through like instagram of like all my coworkers and their kids are out there at 10 o'clock at night because that's when it snowed it was yeah. like 10 o'clock at night so they woke their kids up and dressed them and like go play in the snow like your only opportunity oh, they're all bleary go, <laughs> go out there make snow angels have fun for an hour nothing um, like being woke up to get a snowball pelt right in the face <laughs> yeah um and when i got to work there was it had snowed at work so um i got to I was like, well, that's kind of neat and interesting. So we got to uh, kind of play around in the snow a little bit. And then all week, last week, it was warming up. 
and then just yesterday just hard freeze on the entire on, on like their entire area wow all of a roadways like shut down last night it took me it took me almost two hours to get home yesterday Julie. yeah just because of and it usually takes me about 40 minutes already but so yeah. it was gonna take me two hours just to meander through all the traffic and all the side roads because they'd closed the state down so yeah man it's been an interesting couple of days. It should be warming up, so I'm hoping we don't have any of that garbage again. But well, looking at the extended geez. forecast, because nothing's nothing beats the weather report on a comic book podcast. Hey, we are we are diverse. You get nutrition updates. You get yeah. Looking at the next 15 days, we only have one day where we will dip below 70, and that'll be. Uh, Jeez. Next Thursday, it'll be 68 degrees. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, it's been a little bit of a unseasonably warm uh, yeah, winter, man. so I would not be surprised that probably by the time mid-February, late February comes around, we will be back in the 80s, and uh, you know, kind of a blessing and a curse. I mean, it's, you know... Uh, you're not shoveling. You're not scraping ice off your nope, off your windshield. Nope, I shovel morning, no so. sunshine off my car uh, to get it going. <laughs> that being said, I mean it is kind of nice to have. It's been real dry as well too. Yeah, I haven't like you know last year we got a ton of rain in December. So you know it is what it is. Global warming. It's great. Good stuff. Which is you know it's funny because I remember as a kid. You know, growing up here, man, dude, literally like, you know, during the day, man, you were wearing a jacket. It was like, you know, uh, upper fifties, mid to upper fifties. And, you know, it is what it is with the weather. But yeah, man. So, you know, the holidays have uh, wrapped up and we've moved into the new year. And I don't know. I don't do New Year's resolutions. Do you do New Year's resolutions? No, man. I I don't either. I, I, I totally stay away from it. It doesn't make any sense to because it's a it's. If you're not, and here's, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and expose that. I started um, an eating plan last month, um, and I decided to start it last month instead of this month because of that reason. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I was you, like, you well, will, if I can. You, folks, you will hear me cough a little bit from time to time, so I apologize yeah. for that. We're, it's the holidays, still and here we go. working on a few of the Yeah, last, we're still working out of the winter. Sniffles, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I, so I started a new eating plan, um, back in the, the early days of December, right before holiday meals really kicked in. It's a good time to start, dude. And it, and I was like, if I can make it through the month of December without eating pie 24 seven, then I think I'll be, I think I'll be okay to like continue on in January and February and whatever. Um, but yeah, man, so I decided I was going to do it in December not in January because I feel like in January it's that fad moment where it's just like, Oh, of course everybody's doing that. Um, I'm going to go and that's to the good. I mean, every if, day, if you know, well, that's great. I mean, if you, and if you started on January 1st last year and you made it all the way to this year, keeping your resolutions going, then awesome on you, dude. I think that's fantastic. I, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with making a commitment and sticking with it, but you know, it's easy to fall into the fad. And then by February it just gets hard. So you stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't like it, you know, so I figured hey, if I can start it in December and hold through holidays, I don't have to worry about making a New Year's resolution. But regardless, I don't really make them anyway. Yeah, you know, I don't either. I, to me, I, I just kind of look at it as if there's something that you're wanting to change, just change it. Just do it. Just, just, right. just do it. You know, 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, we don't do new year's resolutions either. At least, well, at least I don't. Um, so yeah. And if you do good for you, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Go for it. You're just being stupid. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Of course. All right. So Ryan, we've been away for a while. I don't want to say a month, but has it been close to a month? I mean, our last one was post, you know, Thanksgiving. We kind of let everyone know there was the possibility of a show before Christmas. Uh, Didn't happen, of course. Uh, That's why we didn't want to strongly commit. Didn't happen for Saucy Riffs either. We didn't want to strongly commit on that uh, because we just weren't entirely sure. But since our last show... A uh, little independent film has been released called uh, The Last Jedi, which is, uh, mm. you know, from a small startup uh, film company uh, called Lucasfilm and Disney. Now, I'm not familiar with them. So uh, I got to say, Ryan, in, in all seriousness, you know, uh, didn't get to see it on an opening day because uh, I was sick. So yeah, I <laughs> uh, saw it on December 17th. Uh, and then, you know, yours got postponed like how many times, two, three times. So I, I, so I bought that ticket you and I were texting through the entire thing. Yeah. Cause every time I would buy the ticket, I'd text you and be like, good. I got the tickets for tomorrow. I'm going to see Star Wars. And it was like the December 16th is, is I think when I had the tickets for or it was uh, that weekend, but it was on the 17th. Yes, it was that yeah, Sunday. It was, yeah, it was good. We were, we were going to yeah. end up seeing it on the same day. Yeah, yeah. It was on the seventeenth. Lauren got deathly, almost deathly ill the night before. We had to go to urgent care. So I spent, I spent most of my Sunday in urgent care. Um, dude, she'll do whatever it takes of, to get out of seeing a just movie, keep, dude. I, I was swear, like, you want to go see man. Star Wars? She's like, <laughs> I, said, I tell you, it might be, man, because I told her I was like, we're gonna go see Star Wars tomorrow. And she's like, I'm really excited. We're gonna go see Star oh, Wars. I'm, I'm sick. I'm excited. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden we got to go to urgent care. All of a sudden, and she's got to have like nausea medicine and mm-hmm. like likely yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Likely so, story. So she. So needless to say, we didn't. Get, so I returned the tickets. Got my money back. The next time we were gonna go see it, locked it in. For that afternoon, I said, okay, it's going to be like 11 o'clock in the morning. We're going. It's going to be great. So I got the tickets. Something else came up. I can't remember the next. I can't remember the next. You had to poop. Something, <laughs> I had to take the monster poop of my life. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but something happened. Had to return the tickets. So I was like, okay, well, if I can't see them, I'll just see it. In, I'll see it that night. I'll see it that night. Nope. Return those tickets. Fourth oh, time. Man. Had to buy those tickets four times. Sure. Luckily, I got my money back each time. Yeah, because the theater is not obliged to return those if they don't want to. I mean, they can. Oh, no. They can yeah. give you the hard line and say, too bad, so sad. Yeah. Alamo's luckily been good to me, so I don't have to, That's don't good. Have to mess with that too That's much. Good. So, But yeah, finally, last weekend was the weekend where the, the, the tickets held. We held, we were able to go see it. And, uh, yeah, I was finally, finally, <laughs> after finally, Two finally months get to after see this it movie. was released. You pulled the same, you pulled the same malarkey last year with rogue one. If you remember, I did. And yes. if, uh, and if we didn't have the show, but oh, dude, on it took you force awakens, to see force awakens, took I was about ready to drive to Texas. After- Put you in my car and take you to a movie theater. That would have been great. You should have done that anyway. Dude, you didn't see Force Awakens until like late January. And I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? And I would like text you like Darth Vader choking you like every two days. Like, yeah, go see this movie. 
and I didn't see I didn't see Later the Force Awakens till like um, yeah a month afterwards. It was like January twentieth or something. It launched December fifteenth, just like they always do. And I didn't see it till like January like twentieth. But it was it was in the theaters for for darn near like oh, twelve yeah. weeks. Yeah. Like it was like two yeah. quarters. Yeah. The movie was still hot in the theater. Yeah, this so. one's gonna have a big theater run as well too. It'll be in the theater. Yeah. So I did. I didn't. I didn't gonna cry about it too much. It's. I mean, well, Jedi's already hit a billion worldwide, so we're already there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's making, but, a, making a couple bucks. <laughs> yeah. But uh. But yeah, dude. I didn't see it for a month. I didn't see Rogue One for a while. Did I see Rogue One in the theater? Yeah, I did. I you know, I, I was going to give you some some carp as well, too, over, you know, how long it took you to see The Last Jedi, because I was like, you know, Ryan, if this was, you know, Avengers, there would have been nothing stopping you from going to see it. <laughs> like Lauren could have been halfway into her coffin and you'd be like, sorry, I, I've got my tickets for this movie. And I'll just I'll I'll draw I'll kick her out as, as I'm driving by yeah. the urgent care. Give just her a proper, give her a boot. proper Christian burial. When the uh, when the just, movie's over. All right, babe. I'll come pick you up after the movie. <laughs> just hang out in urgent care yeah. by yourself. You'll be okay. <laughs> You'll be, You'll be all right. I get, it's Infinity War. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, I think it. I, I think it also has to do as well too. And this this isn't a slight on you. That uh, betwixt the two of us, I I would say I'm probably the bigger Star Wars fan between the two of us and. Oh, that's totally fair. Yeah. So um, that's hundred percent fair. I, I felt like I was betraying everything by not seeing it on opening day. I mean, it was all I could do. I was pretty surprised, uh, dude. I could barely even hold my head up, dude. <laughs> it just was like uh, it would not have been delightful to go stand in line at a movie theater and be like, and then you know trying to just hearing all of that. No, I mean you think about all the the explosions oh, that happened in that my movie. My head would have felt like it was rolling <laughs> off my shoulders while I was watching. <laughs> your brain would have come out your nose. Yeah. Well, Ryan, you know I got to say, you know, before we dig into you know our thoughts on this movie. That I don't think I have ever, you know, seen any Star Wars movie. And we're now 10 movies in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, No, excuse me. Nine movies in. You've got the eight main storylines and then Rogue One. And, you know, we'll have Solo coming out uh, this May. But we have nine Star Wars films. And, you know, being able to... Uh, brag uh, about seeing every one of them first run going all the way back to just the then Star Wars, not a new hope, just Star Wars. Man, I don't ever recall there being so much polarizing just uh, animosity over a Star Wars movie than what has been experienced with this one. And I got to say, that as a huge epic Star Wars fan, it has been very sad to me to see really Star Wars fans just like split down the middle and just really being just ridiculous on <clears throat> on both sides. And you know, we'll get more into that here in 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 a in a, in a bit. Because I mean, even when you look at like the prequels, you know, uh, Phantom Menace easily when you talk about the main storyline movies at least in my opinion still comes in yeah. dead last in terms of overall quality yeah that being said though i it i still don't say it's a bad movie 
you know, I don't, I don't watch it. Now I am watching with some rose colored glasses on, but I don't, I don't go that movie is garbage. I mean, there's some, yeah. there's some garbage moments in it, but there's also a lot of really great stuff going on in that movie. Yeah. And, you know, to see like all this reaction over the last Jedi, man, it, it is, it, it's really kind of saddened me because, you know, I, I've now seen it twice. Uh, I plan on seeing it at least once more uh, theatrically. And I got to say, you know, I, I really love this movie. I really did. And, you know, I put out a tweet uh, about a week ago where, you know, I said, you know, The Last Jedi uh, is a momentous swing change for Star Wars. And it is. It has set yeah. a new a new pace <clears throat> mm-hmm. for this for this franchise. And I said that's both equally terrible and equally wonderful. And I'll expand on that as we talk. Uh, and, and when I say equally terrible. I don't mean terrible as in the movie was terrible. The movie was not terrible. I, I thought the movie was fantastic. I mm-hmm. really did. I think as is the case with any post original trilogy, there's, there's always going to be that comparing it to the original three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you know, having seen force awakens, you know, I don't know how many times at this point. And it's great. I love it. Yeah. But it I, is, I watched it right before I went sure. in and saw Jedi as well. It is a serious rehashing of the first three Star Wars movies. There mm-hmm. is very little in that movie. As great and as fun and as exciting and as emotional as it is, there's not a lot of originality in The Force Awakens. And, and I, th- I think it would take probably the most unreasonable of star Wars fans to go. No, hundred percent original, <laughs> you know, no, yeah. no, not, not so much. Right. Star killer base, death star, Moz's castle, Moss Eisley cantina, uh, star killer base, yeah, snow. Oh, Hoth, Jakku. Oh, looks like Tatooine. Oh, you know, so many similarities and, you know, and that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. But when we get to the last Jedi, It has such a different tone to it. I mean, it definitely feels Star Wars. You know, I mean, there, there wasn't yeah. anything about it, at least that I'm watching, that I go, man, this just doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. It, it definitely, it, it, it was Star Wars. And, you know, I can sympathize somewhat with Star Trek fans when they see, like, you know, Star Trek Beyond, which I enjoyed, but I can see their argument when they go, mm, that's not Star Trek. You know, that's not the yeah. heart and soul of Star Trek. I, I, can, I can see where they're coming from. But with The Last Jedi, there is very little in that movie, Ryan, that I would look at and I go, yeah, this isn't Star Wars. It is Star Wars. And I got to say that, and I don't want to monologue too much here because I want to get your thoughts, that because it was such a different tone and, and it really all started when Luke, you know, takes Anakin's lightsaber out of Ray's hand and yeah. we're all expecting this incredible moment. emotional moment, you know, that's his father's lightsaber. It was his lightsaber. And he just tosses it over to his, over his shoulder and walks away. Half 
haphazardly. Yeah, just like whatever. it wasn't. It was. It was unceremoniously thrown away. Yeah, and man, I'll tell you the, the, when when we saw it, the the reaction it was like people were like. <laughs> Like, you would have thought there was a thousand squealing pigs in my theater. And I just sat there and went, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. That was... I, I mean, I giggled a little. I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, it was like... That was Because it was that it was that slap in the face of, like, what you walked into Force... Walked out of Force Awakens and walked into Last Jedi with those that moment in mind and just went... Yep. Like it just, it and just crapped all over that moment. That, like that signal is wonderful. That signal. This yeah. is a new star Wars. Star Wars is yeah, taking man. a turn and there is nothing wrong with that. Not a thing wrong with. Yeah. Not at all. Star Wars taking a different turn. Uh, Cause I got to yeah. say that had last Jedi simply followed the expectation of so many Star Wars fans that we were going to see the Empire Strikes Back. I'm glad you didn't. Because had this followed a blueprint of the Empire Strikes Back, I would have been thoroughly, thoroughly frustrated during the course of that movie. Absolutely yeah, frustrated. And there was enough, like bait and switch where you think it's going in that direction and then it doesn't where i was like mm, i like where this is going it told a fresh story it did man it did okay now i've got other things i want to say but i want i want to hear some of your thoughts here that, that was just kind sure, of man. like the the intro and getting sort of just the because like i said man do, you know we, we were playing destiny the other night and and you made a comment you said man dude and i don't think you'd actually seen it yet and you said Dude, there's like Star Wars fans who are putting together a petition that Last Jedi should be removed from canon. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, shut up. I didn't tell you to shut up, but I'm, I'm telling these people. And I was like, Ryan, you shut up. Uh, you stop it. <laughs> I, couldn't be- I couldn't believe I, had, I hadn't it, it, seen it, it, it yet. That's asinine. That is asinine. Okay. I mean, yeah. To just simply because the Last Jedi did not go how you thought it should go then therefore that makes it a terrible movie yep right and and we've been saying that for you know all of our favorite comic book movies and tv shows Mm -hmm. that just because you in really overall ryan this is a small amount of star wars fans who are making the noise overwhelmingly our star wars fans and even non-fans alike Going, that was really good. That was good. That felt fresh. It felt new. Yeah. It felt clean. Uh, so yeah, I, I want to hear some of your thoughts, dude. Then we'll kind of start digging into the the meat of yeah, the man. story and I'm excited. all that good stuff. So a couple of things. The 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 comment there. The 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 walk into the theater. That's that's why people are upset. Is that they walk into the theater and they've told all of their friends exactly how this movie's going to play out. They've told all of their Twitter followers that exactly how this movie is going to play out. There's like, I can call this plot a thousand miles away and I'm the smartest person in the room (laughs) and they get in there and it didn't go the way they thought it was and they felt foolish. So instead of enjoying something that surprised them, 
they felt dumb and they felt foolish because they couldn't see it coming. They couldn't guess it. And so they got all in a hissy and all in a tizzy about it. And all of a sudden, because they were made to feel foolish, they, don't, they, don't, they, they discount the movie. Now the movie's dumb. Well, it was just stupid. Well, no. Like, you, you just couldn't guess what was going to happen. Like, that's, that's simply all that was going on. So that's kind of my response to that. Is just I really think that when people got in there and didn't expect to see what they, what they were guessing the entire time and what they, what they stood their ground on, it's then they become angry and outraged that it was different than what they expected. And, and while that should be celebrated, no. I, well, I, I feel it I feel it dumb because I couldn't guess it. The other, the other kind of point that I do want to make on this is something, I, I, something that hit me right when I left the theater. And I immediately thought of Ghostbusters. I immediately thought of the Ghostbusters 3 that never happened. And I immediately thought of the travesty of Ghostbusters that was the remake. We could, we could, and if we could go on that for a long time. I know. Tra- I'm trying not no, to. travesty is <laughs> you're being too kind. When you oh call well, it a travesty. well, I'm, it's a PG show, so far too kind, <laughs> like, dude, yeah, Ugh. far too kind. Uh, and, and anyway, so I'll I'll trying to stay on track here and not talk about Ghostbusters <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> so um, obviously, you know, you had Ghostbusters one, Ghostbusters two, and then like hiatus happened. Ghostbusters three was this shelved kind of project that was supposed to be the handoff film to or what could have been a handoff film. And that's what, honestly, when the Ghostbusters remake was affirmed, and it was like, it didn't, wasn't technically a remake, we thought we were going to see this, the potential was to see this, this movement into the next generation of, of Ghostbusters. We thought we would be able to see the torch been handed off. We would see the retiring happen of our favorite Ghostbusters and giving the torch over to over to uh, a group of really really funny women. Oh, absolutely. That that, I, that honestly, in every other scenario, I love each one of them. Well, Leslie Jones and, excluded. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> not she's not funny, and you're not a fan, and that's okay. Yeah. So. I, I really like what they're... So, anyway. This was, this was the redemption of that sequel that we all hold dear, that we love, the franchise that we love, and, the, and, and everything that is about it that we just hold close to our hearts. And watching these original characters take care of the story, take care of their own characters, and graciously welcome in a second, a new generation and with open arms and classily take their bows and take their exits and thank their fans for the wonderful time that they got to do it. And I think when you look at big sequels like this, it's not often do we get the respect that Star Wars has been able to hold for the original characters moving into the new generation. I mean, Ghostbusters is one example of this. And, and I think it's the most prominent example because when you, if you saw the movie, you saw uh, cameos of all the original cast, except, of course, for, except for um, uh, Harold Ramis, who had passed away. But you had, you had cameos of Bill Murray. Ernie Hudson. Like, why in the yeah. world would you not have Bill Murray play his original character passing the torch? Yeah. He, Spangler should have been in it. You know what I not, mean? Like it's, 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 it doesn't, playing a random 
character. Like cabbie. Yeah. Like I don't know. It was it was it was tongue in cheek and it was disrespectful. And at the core of it, that's why I didn't like the new Ghostbusters. It it disrespected the entire generation of of fans and it disrespected the story and disrespected the theme because all they wanted to do was just capitalize on the name and when i see the star when i see this new star wars start to come through even these even these you know side projects we you and i have our doubts about han um but the the solo movie about han solo but rogue one you look at that in a pocket and you're saying like Fantastic. after all the canon, after Fantastic all these big movies, movie. so good. Right. And we're still able to see the respect that this story deserves. And I think the last Jedi did that famously. And I, I cannot, it's hard for me to imagine. We talked a lot about justice league and about how I was at the, how I, how I went to the toilet afterwards. And I thought of a better plot line than I, that I, that I saw <laughs> for Kal-El's return but, yeah. for Kal-El's return. <laughs> like I was at the toilet thinking of a better plot line. <laughs> I could not think of a better way for these characters to, to take their exits. And of course, Carrie Fisher, right? She's, she's passed. So of course we're going to, I'm, I'm more concerned now seeing the end of that movie going, okay, what, what is the storyline behind Leia? Well, Organa I, now? I think we're going to see, you know, we're going to see a time anyway. jump. I mean, it, there, there's going to, cause I mean, in, in the original trilogy, there's like, we th- might, and that would make a lot more yeah, sense to, to kind of close that story. The Jedi, there's something like, or, or excuse me, between a new hope and the empire strikes back. <clears throat> they're saying like about a five year difference <clears throat> between the two. Uh, cause it, so it may open with like a funeral or something like or that. Just is my only thought of crawl. like, you know, it, it yeah. could be something is, is yeah. uh, when I say simple, I don't mean like, you know, flippantly, like, you know, it's been 10 years since, you know, the death of General sure, sure, Leia. Sure. And, right. And, yeah you know, the resistance continues to rally around her memory and around her inspiration. So something like that can, so that was the only, yeah, that was, so that was the only kind of loose end at the movie that I'm like, man, I'm really kind of curious now about the next movie, just based on Carrie Fisher and the tease, just like not knowing what's going to go. She was going to exit, you know, when she gets sucked out of the bridge. Oh my good. I, that was my like lump. That was my first lump in the throat of the movie, which happened multiple times. I had chills and I, and I teared up multiple times in this movie. And I can, you guys probably bring Lauren in here and she can attest to it because of how, like, yeah. like I just took that, you know, the breath that you take all the time. <laughs> it's that breath. I, and I was Admiral, like, and she le- leaned over to yell. It's a trap before it dude. It's a tra- and then hearing about just gone and, 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 and I loved it because the tragedy hit hard yes. and it was, it was unexpected and you lost like you did lose a lot of people. And I think that was the theme of the whole movie is like loss of life and uh, something needs to be different. We need to fight differently. Something needs to change because of how much life was lost. And that was a big arc of yes, that story. Absolutely. And I, and I, I, and I thought that was beautifully told and I just, I'm with you, John, and we can continue to dig in here, but that, that's the end of my little intro here of the movie. I just, I do not understand I understand in some aspects of what we'll talk about, but I do not understand how, how someone can walk out of that movie and just go, that should not even be in Canon. <laughs> like I, I, I can't, I have done my hardest to align with fans on either side of this, of, of either side of these movies. And that is one that I just cannot, I can't see your point. And I, and I, I'm afraid I won't. Uh, and I believe since that point is unreasonable, 
I have very much the right to not understand it and not and not respect it because oh, yeah. I think that yeah. is is out of line and I and I don't get it. I I, I don't either. Uh, you know, but I loved it. it it's <laughs> it, and, and here's the thing. It, it's you know it, I don't think that it's a that, that it's this requirement that you have to love every Star Wars movie equally. Uh, we all sure. have, you know, our personal favorite. We all have our least favorite. And then, you know, we've maybe got one that we're kind of like, yeah, it's good. You know, well, yeah, it's good. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, so much of it's centered around Luke, of course. And, you know, the, the portrayal uh, of Luke in this movie. And, you know, Mark Hamill has since walked back a lot of his criticism of Luke's uh, portrayal in the last Jedi. And, you know, I can see Mark Hamill, uh, you know, when he said initially, it's like, you know, when I read the script and he told Ryan Johnson, you know, the director and the writer, he said, you know, this is, you know, I fundamentally disagree with everything you're doing with this character, but I'm in and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Yeah. Uh, You know, as I said, watching last Jedi there, there was a huge part of me that, you know, wanted to see him light up his green lightsaber and go into full Jedi training mode uh, with, oh, yeah. with Ray. And, you know, you, you're, you're waiting for that moment and you're waiting for that moment and at times feeling let down because it's not coming. It's not coming or it's not, yeah. or it's not happening the way that you want it to happen. And what if- need I remind everybody about the, the Yoda fight yeah. That was the pure CGI, you know, green koala bear <laughs> that was bouncing around in, in what? The Clone Wars? Clone Wars and, uh, and Revenge of the Sith. He, he fought. So uh, I'm just going to throw on that out there. <laughs> I take it you didn't like that? No, I wasn't really a fan. Okay. Topic <laughs> for another day. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, and Mark had said that, you know, he... You know, how could you take a character that was so full of hope and so, you know, optimistic? And how does he become who he is in The Last Jedi? And, you know, thinking about that, and yeah, absolutely, you know, Luke was, you know, the farm boy who was, you know, looking to the stars and looking for adventure and finding out, you know, his place in this galaxy is so much bigger than what he had ever thought it would be. Yeah. But then I also think that, you know, when we get to the, you know, the end of return of the Jedi, he defeats Vader. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, He defeats Vader, you know, helps his father redeem himself. Um, You can make the argument. Did Anakin bring balance to the force? Uh, did he fulfill this Jedi prophecy that, you know, remember Yoda said, right. you know, when Miss, when Miss Red can mean something completely different? We don't really know. And then that question has never really been fully answered. And I think that's the other thing, too, is because this movie, really the way it portrays the Force is that, honestly, nobody got it right. The Sith didn't have it right. The Jedi didn't have it right. Nobody yeah. had it right. They all thought they did. But they didn't. And so at the end of Return of the Jedi, Luke helps Anakin redeem himself, defeats Vader, uh, cuts, cuts off Vader's hand. And right before he's about to deliver the killing blow and 
you know, the emperor is going, yes, yes, right? He realizes, right. Yeah. okay, you know, the, the symbolism, he cut off, dad yeah. cut off my hand, I cut off his hand, and I'm a Jedi like my father before me, and so be it, Jedi, you know, eat some lightning. And then Anakin, because uh, he's not Vader at that point, he has now become Anakin again, right, except yeah. the emperor and kills him, We've, you know. Okay, so when Return of the Jedi ends, that literally Luke is the only one left of yeah. the Jedi order. And really technically he's not a Jedi. Right. Yeah. Because of the training he's not a Jedi. He's as far as the Jedi training is correct. concerned. Right. So as far as the rule book of how to become a Jedi, like as you flip through the guidelines and the rules there, yeah. he didn't complete. He doesn't have yeah. check boxes so on I've a couple got, of his the rule book line right items here. there. And if we go to section 20, <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, so, I, okay, for real, I, for real, I thought you, <laughs> so I thought you busted up. I thought that literally, what is that? I thought that was literally Wars, a Jedi rule book. Aftermath. Uh, I love so, it, yeah, dude. according <laughs> to uh, journal of the wills, volume two, uh, uh, I thought you busted up a yeah. rule book. Yeah, because I mean, all Luke does is he just throws his lightsaber down and goes, you know, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. So he just, you know, I'm, sure, I'm just a Jedi yeah. now. Okay, so when we look at the role models, and I'm going to get to my point of grumpy Luke here that we had in, sure, in Last yeah. Jedi. Don't worry, I, I, I've got a path. Who did Luke have as mentors in the Force? Okay, he had Obi-Wan, who had a truth problem, to say the least. Yoda, who is crazy. Vader, who's his father and he's trying to kill him. And to some extent, the Emperor. Those are the only four people he's ever interacted with that are, have any sort of force ability or Jedi yep. slash Sith power. Okay. And so he then embarks on. Meanwhile, you had the Council of Jedi for Qui Gon and you had the Council for Obi Wan. Like you, you had, had the Padawans, you, you had, had structure, right? Yeah. And you had the younglings that were being brought up. Like you had, it was an entire culture it was. That, it which, that was filled with a ton of people. Oh, they yeah. were not alone. It was not a small group. And we know that Sidious, the Emperor, uh, had right. the Jedi Temple yeah. destroyed when he was able yep. to get all the information he needed out of there. He had it raised to the ground. Right. Uh, which caused Luke, you know, to start searching, you know, uh, hither and yon to find anything. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, because Yoda told him, pass on what you have learned. And sure. he wasn't just referring to Leia. He was like, you need to go find force sensitive people. They're out there. You need to find them. Yeah. Pass on yeah. what you've learned. Now, we're not going to get into all the, the books, uh, the Battlefront 2 video game, uh, which in the, the campaign in that game for all of its warts is, is canon. Uh, there's a part of that game where Luke goes to uh, a remote planet to recover some Jedi holocrons and things like that. But eventually, yeah. you know, Luke, you know, creates his own school, his own temple. Right. Yeah. And, but he has no guidance. All he's got are a collection of the original Jedi books and that's it. And, and the pressure of being this legend of being this legend. 
right? And so it backfires. Yeah, we we all know that. We don't need to go into that. It backfires. Uh, you know, Kylo misunderstands Luke's intentions. Luke senses and knows that Snoke is in uh, Ben. I should say he wasn't Kylo at the time. Was in Ben's mind, and yeah, Ben was struggling. Ben. And so you know, we're assuming the the Jedi students that followed Ben are the Knights of Ren. I would like to have seen the Knights of Ren in this one. I'm pretty sure we're going to see him in the third one. But the students who left with Ben, uh, who killed all the rest of the students, I think it's safe to assume they become the Knights of Ren. I think so, too. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's assumption. a stretch of a theory. And yeah. uh, so, th- and there you go. And so Ben, you know, destroys, kills, burns. and Luke sees what has become. He's like, this wasn't how he was supposed to find. This wasn't how things were supposed to go. And what he discovers in his own learning. And this is what I loved about the last Jedi is he doesn't refer to the emperor as the emperor. He refers to him as Darth Sidious. And he's like, he goes, you know, talking to Ray, he says, you all hold these Jedi. Some of you see him as myth. Some see you as legend. But you hold them up in these high regard, and he says, they were fools. They were fools. They let everything happen right under their nose that led to the Empire, that led to Vader, that led to Sidious becoming the Emperor, the extinction of the Jedi. Yeah. He said, so everything that you guys know about the Jedi has essentially been a lie. Luke was lied to about the Jedi. Obi-Wan's like, Mm -hmm. you know, they were the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy and, you know, a noble lightsaber and hmm, hmm, hmm. But then the prequel showed us, dude, they got spanked by two Sith at a time. Yeah. You know, Sidious and Maul, then Sidious and Tyrannus, and then Sidious and Vader. They got spanked. An entire Jedi uh, religion destroyed by, you know, four Sith during the course of three movies. And so now here you've got Luke who's like, yeah, and this is what you guys want me to do. And he goes, and this he, is garbage. Yeah. And even, and then his point is he goes, what does it even matter? Because now we've got the first order out there. We got Snoke. Ben is now Kylo. So what, what, what's the point? What, what is the point on and on it goes. And that's yeah. what I loved about that portrayal of Luke. I don't know why that's so difficult for people to accept yeah. is because he's a beaten man. Everything that yeah. Luke had been told, well, not everything, but a lot of what he'd been told had been, you know, a turd that was shined up a little bit. And, and, he, was, and he was buying into it. The Jedi were these great well, he, noble he soldiers. He felt like a fool, man. Like he, yeah. he walks in there, you know, he did all the experiences that he had, just not to rehash everything, but all those experiences, and then all of a sudden, he's looking at a burning temple going, what? Yeah. Like, and then he goes to recluse and to say, okay, maybe recollect my thoughts. And, but in that moment, I, I align with him. I'm, I'm on board. All, John, I don't, I do not understand the criticisms on Luke here because I feel that. Yes. 100%. Like, Absolutely. how could you not? And, and then you say, screw it. And then, to, like, I, why would you want to even continue? And then to find like, out that, that thought process, you know, Ben kills Han, right? <laughs> And so now because he's closed off from the force, he obviously closed himself off. He doesn't know. Nope. Because I mean, you know, you saw you saw Leia react to it. Yeah, Leia was still very well. Obviously, you know, when she brings herself back into the ship, 
she's exercising some force abilities there as well too. So, but you know, she's, she's sensitive and, and able to do things that she hasn't, you know, and that's fine. And I'm totally on board well, with that. Clearly, but she felt when Luke losing her some, some tips and tricks, you know, over oh, the yeah, years. I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, but she has not closed herself off to the force. She felt Han no. die. You know, she, yeah. she was able to bring she, herself back to the bridge. Yeah. Uh, she, she knew when Luke, connected with Luke, she connected she, with they, Luke. They, they connected yeah. with Luke and, and uh, she knew when, when he died. Uh, and became right, one with yeah. the force. So yeah, you know this th- this idea that you know it's like well this isn't a Luke Skywalker you know from you know, it's like yeah you're thank right. God you're right yeah yeah thank the force it's not the the old Luke you know and hey you know I Ryan I would have loved it had you know um, part of the original script that that was leaked you know several several months ago of Kylo and the Knights of Ren finding Octo and invading. And Luke fighting off the Knights of Ren and then Ray having another showdown with Kylo. Obviously, yeah. it didn't happen. Would I have loved to see that? You bet. You know, and I, and I yeah, mentioned sure, on the show, I, dude, I, not once. Well, we saw Luke light up a lightsaber twice. Once was in a, in, in a flashback memory scene. And right. then the, uh, the, the, the force the mind tricking of, of yeah, Kylo. The, the... And so, you know, I would love to have seen you know, Luke light up that green lightsaber and give, you know, the Knights of Ren, you know, what for that would have been the easy way to go. Just like the, the ending scene where he, you know, you think he's come to crate and, you know, he walks into the room and, you know, people who don't know Luke are like, that's, that's the legend. That's, that's the legend. That's Luke. And should have picked up on and most people should have picked up right away because he had the young beard and he didn't have the yeah he had a yeah it looked really different and i know yeah. i picked up on that but i didn't i didn't like totally tie in everything and i was just in the moment amazing so. um man you talk about lumps in the throat that the final oh, scene man. between um i just don't want to cry on this show but the, the that final scene between mark and uh and carrie um very fitting oh yeah very fitting uh you i don't yeah. think you could ask for um, a better way for those two to say goodbye to each other on film, even though we know right. that the, the original storyline Leia was going to be in episode nine. Uh, we know Luke will be in episode nine. He is on the IMDB page for episode nine. Very. Yeah, so we'll see some, yeah, so we'll we'll see some ghost. he'll probably be a force ghost, ghost yeah. or potentially another flashback. So Luke is yeah, not, you know, it's like saying, Oh my God, you know, when, you know, if you see empire strikes back for the first time, you're like, Oh, Yoda. It's like, well, you know, he'll, he'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, a return of the yeah, Jedi, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll be back just like, yeah. you know, Obi-Wan visited and, and I, you know, the, the Yoda cameo in this one, uh, almost had me on my feet, you know, cheering. Um, oh, so great. And a puppet too. Um, was, yeah, awesome. it was, it was totally practical effects. Yes. And I just, so I, thank you, Ryan Johnson yes. for keeping true to JJ Abrams, you know, to force awakens with all of the pra- practical effects that he put in. Yeah, Force Awakens. Now, now I which think that still amazing. I think the CGI Yoda uh, in the prequels is good. You, you and I will have a difference of opinion on the lightsaber battle, but yeah. that's okay. Uh, but yeah, it it was definitely again a goodbye to the right. new yeah. character, and we probably won't see Yoda in Episode Nine. There, there really wouldn't be a reason to see Yoda, Yoda. didn't have a relationship with anyone else. Yeah. Now we know in Force Awakens that when you know ray has her her vision uh that she hears 
Obi-Wan's voice, this is your first Sure. Uh, and you do hear Yoda uh, as well, too. But that's just more of like the ghosts of Jedi past reaching yeah, out just to kind her of and, and pushing her forward into her destiny than it right. is giving any sort of counsel or advice. Because, yeah, it would be cool if like you and McGregor, you know, reprised yeah. other Obi-Wan. Uh, it shows up as a force ghost to talk to Ray, but th- there's going to be like a massive disconnect. She'll be like, you know, who are you? Who are you? you? Know, he's yeah. Go, who are you? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, she barely, she barely sense. even thought Luke Skywalker was real and the force yeah. awakens. I mean, you start talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. She'll be like, you know, who, who's this guy? You know, and they marveled at Han when he walked into the, you yeah, know, yeah. So, you know, um, I, I don't think we're going to see a force ghost, uh, Yoda in episode nine, though. Again, it, it's very, very, <laughs> I think safe to It'd be say weird. We will see a, <laughs> a Luke force ghost. Cause again, he is cast for episode nine. He his, yeah. his role in the new trilogy didn't end yeah. with episode eight. My guess is probably going to be, it, it'll be a small part. Uh, where he visits Ray, and then that'll that'll really be it in terms of you know uh, yeah. his his overall storyline. But yeah, I mean you know, and then the confrontation with Kylo, it would have been super super easy to you know when when Kylo, which Adam Driver is so good when you know yeah, he dude. is just like so bloodlust, and he orders you know like every every Walker to fire. And he just I keeps like yelling more, more, just more, just spitting, spitting anger. at the mouth oh, yeah. and like just that just absolute rage, oh. just absolute and we rage. And we haven't seen a dark side character because he's not a Sith. Okay. Uh, Snoke made right. that very clear and we'll get to Snoke here in a little bit, but he made it very clear that there is no Sith, right? I mean, Snoke has right, yeah, no yeah. affinity for the Sith. Kylo probably gives two rats A's about the Sith. He just wants to be the next Vader. And we'll get into some Kylo stuff here too, because man, talk about a complex character that I know that's I'm, I'm excited to talk about Kylo for sure. Absolutely in love with, but finishing the Luke thing, it it would have been so easy for, you know, that all the walkers they're firing on Luke. And when it's all said and done and the red dust clears, that he's got this massive force bubble up or he's just got his hand up and he's just been blocking all those shots. And then him and Kylo, you know, go at it blade to blade. Would have that been fun to see? Yes. That's why I say it's both equally terrible and wonderful. There's the part that this, the, the, you know, huge, like just, yeah, I want to see Luke back at it. Didn't happen. And that was terrible. Yeah. I got this instead, and that was wonderful. That's why I said it was both equally terrible and wonderful. It was terrible that yeah. it didn't give me what I wanted, but it was wonderful in what it gave me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. And so I'm, I'm, I'm completely on board. Yeah, with and and I love their their final confrontation, and something that a lot of people haven't picked up when Luke says "see you around, kid." That's what Han said to Luke. Yeah. See you around, mm-hmm. kid. See you around, kid. Yep. Yeah. It just it was that final dig at Kylo. It's like, yes, yeah. I know you killed your father. Uh I failed you. And I like how he tells me, he said, I failed you. I failed you. Yeah. He had a great that that final confrontation with him, that the speech that he did give him about striking him down in anger and just just the walkthrough of 
of regret and pain that you felt from Luke. And, and I, and I loved, and I will get in, I, I, I'm eager to start in on Kylo, but yeah, uh, Kylo next because such good stuff with Kylo. Yeah. Um, but the reaction that he got plus just kind of just, you could tell that Luke late was late. was literally making peace and laying everything down. And it made sense that as soon as that was all done, as soon as he did what he needed to do, and thank goodness Poe picked up on it. Yeah, it was just buy <laughs> like, them time. That's all he we was We need to do. go. Like, that's why he's here. We need to go. Buy them time. Um, yep. And Ray was there to, to, to take her next steps mm-hmm. as the last Jedi. And, and, you know, as Yoda confirmed, essentially throw the rule book out, throw the guidebook out, throw the checklist out. She, has, she knows or has experienced everything that we wrote down in those stupid books. Page turners, they are not. Page turners, they are not. And he affirmed, and I think it was a really good plot point. I think it was really nice to be able to move, how to move that story forward without with taking the, the books, the sacred texts Which she took, out by of the, the way. picture. She took, by the way, they're in the file. She took. Yeah. Yeah. They are, yeah. yeah she, she took them, uh-huh. which is fine, but it's she will understanding need them. She that will need them as a guideline, right? Well, they're still instructional. Correct. Like it's not like they're, 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 you know, they're instructional for how to act, you know, use the force and how, what to do and, and how to access it. Like they're instructional guidelines. They're instructional books. Where I think Luke but looked at him as like black and white, like the, this is how Jedi, this is how we Jedi, Correct. this is how we do these things. Correct. So, uh, you know, understanding that, Hey, and I love the way that Yoda did that was to kind of, I felt like that was another moment that may have upset a lot of unreasonable fans of just, well, she's not a Jedi because she doesn't follow the guidelines of how to be a Jedi. So how can she be one? And Yoda just flatly says it, it doesn't matter. Those books, those guidelines, the the instructions on how to be a Jedi, and you've got to check these marks off, and you got to make this battle happen, you got to do all these, that doesn't matter. She is and is experiencing all the things that she needs to, mm-hmm. and that all those books cover. Like, and, she's and good. the perfect person to say that because he saw, I know. He saw it all yeah. collapse. He was there, yeah. and he was, yeah. he was essentially part of the problem because part of, yeah part of the problem yeah, because when you right, think yeah. back to his his fight with sidious uh in yeah. these and his conversations with with obi-wan and qui-gon correct just correct. those of just like you guys need to know your place and they're like having these council meetings and he's telling qui-gon and obi-wan you need to know your place you don't you don't you don't get to speak in these moments yeah. you're not you're not you're not jedi yeah. enough our you're not you know level keep. four yeah, says our own council will we keep on who is ready yeah. and who is not so very prideful very arrogant yeah for and, sure you know, Yoda after was, his was battle with sidious in the in the senate uh floor uh yeah. you know sidious defeats him and yeah and yoda just has that you can see that resignation of like man we really screwed up we screwed what, what did we do up Big time, big time. We we're, you know, I wouldn't say that it was like all the Jedi's fault, but they they certainly played a part, a huge part in letting it all unfold and what was you know happening underneath them. Yeah, and so Luke's you know exit where he finally becomes you know he had closed himself off to the Force. We don't know for how long, but it sounds like for several decades, um, or or at least maybe ten years or so. And for him to become one with the force, I thought Luke's exit was yeah, man. fantastic. 
he uh, teared up completely yeah, on me like oh geez just ugh. literally exhausted uh his life force and projecting himself that far away uh to make the immaterial material uh to give the illusion of being in time and space with everybody which is a yeah. force ability we haven't seen happen uh, you know, we had seen, you know, uh, yeah, we haven't seen the Loki trick yet. Correct. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen it like in Empire Strikes Back, you know, Luke reached out to Leia when he was you know, right. hanging from the weather vane in Cloud City. He's like, Leia, Luke, you know, we saw Luke and, and Vader uh, speak to each other through the force, through a distance right. at the end of the Empire yeah. Strikes Back. So that for people who complain about that which there were, I'm like, okay, you know, noobs, go back to the original source material. Um, yeah, it's, re- it's around, homies. Re- relearn your Star Wars, okay? Because that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's nothing new. Now, with Kylo... Uh, if I may, because yeah. you have so much more educated views on this stuff, let me get my stupid thoughts yeah, out so that do. way you can talk about it some more. Yeah, it's, you're not stupid. <laughs> you're not stupid. Uh, you're the smartest man. So, the, um, the Kylo stuff, I was... I am constantly thrilled watching uh, Adam Driver play kylo ren he's fantastic um, he is fantastic so good i watched again just reaching back to the force awakens watching the the rage beast of throwing temper tantrums and honestly there was a funny uh kind of a circulating video on the internet that talked about the the, the skywalker men um and they all have this rage problem yeah, a little bit. <laughs> every single one of them a little bit. luke Anakin, Kylo, like the blood of Skywalker is rageful. It's red hot. So <laughs> there's a lot of throwing sabers around and sl- slamming on stuff. Uh, but watching watching it in, um, I feel like watching it in Force Awakens was a taste of what we got to see in The Last Jedi. After, after walking in The Last Jedi, I was extremely excited of the direction that Kylo is going. Um, I, the, it's, so the, it's all symbolism, right? When he, when he smashes that helmet after talking to Snoke, um, to, Snoke tells him, take that ridiculous oh, thing off just or, or you him. know, belittled just, him. just, I loved it. And, and then Kylo realized once again, that these, these figures are simply not just simply in the way, but need to be out of right they just need to be erased and he and he talks about that a lot he talks about moving on right he talks about that i've got to i've we've got to move forward forget the past and if you have to kill it do it yeah right he talks about killing killing han he you know obviously the hesitation with killing leia um you know but knowing that things are going to be happening and and he, he had a moment of hesitation and that that ship was blown up regardless um yeah, his wing, and, his two wingmen took care of that. It's like well, yeah, they took care of that. Fire, no problem. Yeah, they they were just shooting anyway. So, um, and that's not to say that he, you know, it's just to say that he's got these moments of just I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now, but I love it, and I love this take on this character, and I think while he chases after Vader's vision, um, this this uh character kylo ren is chaos and it honestly just reminded me and i'm not making a direct comparison and i know there's not a lot of people that listen to our show that take a lot of stuff out of context anyway but reminded me 
of the Heath Ledger Joker. And it was just this chaotic, just destruction, just destruction. And it wasn't about good or evil at the end of the day. It was honestly just about he's got this internal battle that he will constantly externalize on everyone else. He doesn't know he's got this raging battle that's happening internally. And once he starts to feel someone, a mentor, a father, like whoever start to get in his way a little bit and make him uncomfortable, he kills them. And I think the death of Snoke just was amazing because when he killed him, I realized almost right away, I was like, Kylo's not turning. This is not like no, no. the jet. This is not the turn no. moment that, that they're kind of setting it up to be. And I loved every minute of it because it was just utter chaos of, you know what? I, it's just me here. I, it's me. And I'm going to be taking rage upon this universe. And I'm going to be taking the rage upon this. And I'm going to use every tool at my disposal. And if I felt like someone's going to get in my way or try to manipulate me or try to tell me what to do, you're dead. And I think, and I, and I loved that. I love the rage. I love the chaos. I just love the, I mean, he's swinging his saber at everything. And it's like just it's that it's that end scene where Vader uh, in Rogue One, where Vader starts to rampage through, yeah. and tries to get that key card. It's it's almost like that, but just turned up to eleven, and it's just I love it. I'm I'm such a fan. I I felt like in the original trilogy, The Phantom Menace, we got to see I I love the character of Darth Maul, but in the Phantom Menace movie, it wasn't pulled out and shown to us in a way that that really made us understand who the character Darth Maul was. Like we really had to go in some other materials to continue to understand like this rage character. And I think in, and that's fine, but I feel like we're really getting a really good picture of Kylo and this chaos character. And I'm, I'm such a fan. I, I love the smashing of the helmet, the sim, the symbolism there. Um, you know, We've got the smashed Darth Vader helmet. Now we've got the smashed Kylo Ren helmet. He's moving beyond things that have been holding him back. He's, or he feels like that are holding him back and killing it in the process. And dude, that Ray and Kylo fight scene. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Was just so awesome. Well, in the, every bit of that was so good. Yeah. The choreography that they gave Adam driver too is uh, clearly based on using a, a broadsword. <laughs> Uh, because the way, oh, yeah. Yeah, and the way he great. swings his yeah. lightsaber is very broad. So, you know, I, I agree with a lot of what you said uh, about Kylo uh, in chaos. I, I think it goes a little bit deeper uh, as well, too. And, you know, his, the first scene that we that we see with him and, and Snoke and, and we see Snoke uh, not in in holographic form yeah we we finally Uh, get to see him yeah yeah, i mean he gives hux the business uh in holographic form uh but we know we get to see kylo stand you know right in front of of snoke and there's a couple things that really happened uh in that you know first of all you know hux is standing before snoke and you know he tells him you know they're they're it's like a it's like a mouse on a string you know, the, with the resistance or a bird on a string, uh, yeah. the resistance and, you know, Snoke is like, you know, you know, dismisses him and, and you've got Hux and Kylo in this sort of weird 
almost like two sons trying to find out who the better son is with their dad, Snoke. And, and yeah. you get that in Force Awakens. And I think that's really key because one thing that the Force, and, and I'm going to get to Kylo here in a second, but I think this needs to be hit on. One thing that the Force Awakens and The Last Jedi has failed to do when, when, when discussing the First Order is certainly the First Order rose from the ashes of the Empire. And in the books that are available, many of the older officers that are in the first order right. yeah. uh, were, you know, privates and corporals, you know, in the empire's heyday. But many of the first order people are children of the empire who are in a sense almost playing dress up. And certainly the first order has some very powerful weapons at their disposal, but no empire are they at all. They are easily duped. They can get the upper hand at times, but that dreadnought went down like a chump at the beginning yeah. of the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the first order is scary. We only needed one bomber to, yeah, to so take the first care order of that is scary, but it's the children of the empire essentially who are running it and they're kind of bratty yeah. and they're kind of snotty <laughs> and yeah. they're a little entitled. They're a bunch of millennials running the first order. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say right? millennials running, running the, the first, first order. order and they're <clears throat> really not very good. They just have quite a bit of numbers. Okay. Now, yeah. So when Hux and Kylo walk by each other in Snoke's throne room, you know, Hux kind of gives Kylo this kind of smirk, like, uh-huh, I got here first, you know. I've got the favor. Yeah, I got the favor. And then begins this incredible conversation between Snoke and Kylo. And what I'm getting from Kylo is he is the son of pretty much absentee parents. For Leia, the war never really ended. You know, the Empire gets defeated. Now, if you read the Leia book uh, that is canon, she becomes a senator. The First Order starts to gather in the unknown reaches of space, which is where Snoke, they, we think, that he originates from. It's hinted at that's where the Emperor got his dark side abilities, was from some unknown reaches of space. And right, the First yeah. Order is coming together. She's trying to warn the Republic. It becomes public knowledge that she is Vader's grand or Vader's daughter. She gets ostracized right. and then forms the resistance that kind of has the approval of the Republic, but not really. And then you've got Han, who never really was like, I mean, he was a general in the rebellion, but, you know, almost kind of entitled only. You know, I mean, he was still Han yeah, Solo. reluctant. He was very much reluctant, reluctant. general. Yeah. And so, you know, we've got this massive time gap in film between Jedi and Force Awakens. So Kylo kind of looks like he's been the product of absentee parents. Leia has continued to do her government political thing. We know Han slipped back into smuggling and kind of being the rogue, right? And after they after they split after up. After they which... split up. And then when Luke is telling Ray the story of of Ben coming to him he said you know leia was all in favor of it and he says han 
was Han, Han. about it. So Kylo Ben has had these absentee parents, incredibly strong in the Force. Snoke reaches yeah. out from these, you know, uh, unknown regions of space before the First Order starts making their way back into the outer rim, you know, planets and then farther in. Right, yeah. He, he reaches out, finds Ben, finds this super powerful person in the force that he can begin to manipulate and begin to mix up the feelings because Han wasn't the dad that, that he needed to be. Well, then he had Luke. Right. Well, Luke senses this darkness to him and, you know, he says, and in a moment I was going to strike him down, but then I was like, no, he's a boy. He's a boy. And, and my job is to guide him and to save him. And as he's thinking about this, Ben wakes up, sees the lightsaber in his hand, and he's like, what the? Yeah. Right? And so Snoke yeah. is manipulating that as well, too. And then, you know, he, he is told that he is going to be this heir apparent to Lord Vader, you know? And, and he's carrying yeah. around the charred helmet of Vader and he's talking to Vader. I will complete what you started. And then he stands in front of Snoke and Snoke tells him, he's like, you know, I thought you would be the heir apparent to Lord Vader. He goes, you, you, you feel the, you know, the, the call of the light side. He said, you're out of balance. And he's like, but I killed my father. Yeah. And he goes, yes, but you felt remorse afterwards and then he's getting kylo upset kylo goes to stand up and he gives him a zap right and he he goes yeah. flying back and he's like you know take that ridiculous helmet off so he's telling him he's vader but then he mocks him for being yeah. vader so now who's his father figure well it's snoke and who's definitely not winning dad of the year awards <laughs> right so you've got this character who you know, wanted his dad with Han, but Han couldn't give his full approval. Han was Han about it. Probably kind of like, all right, kid, you know, all right. You know, if you want to train him, all right. Okay, kid. Leia wasn't there. He thought Luke betrayed him, but he didn't. But then he burns down this temple, takes some of the students with him, follows Snoke. And now Snoke's belittling him, calling him, you know, the heir apparent of Vader at one moment and then telling him to take off that ridiculous helmet. Right. It's like, why are you trying to be Vader? You're no Vader. Right. Yeah. And so he's just, and then, so he gets in his ship, they attack the resistance. He gets the opportunity to, to, you know, shoot at his mother. Cause she reaches out to him and he reaches out to her and then well, he, clearly they connect. Yeah. yeah. And then he pulls back. Right. And so Kylo is really in a lot of ways, almost the consummate villain in these star Wars movies. I mean, yeah, you have Anakin, yeah. But he was a fall from grace and then redeemed at the end. Sidious yeah. was just, you know, a butthole from the beginning, right? <laughs> um, and we don't need to know how Sidious became Sidious. We don't even need to know that. We just know that, well, he was, he was a Sith Lord when we first met yeah. him in, in The Phantom Menace. He's a Sith Lord. So, and then, of course, you know, he had Maul, who was this rage monster, but not really fleshed out. And then he had Lord Tyrannus, who was a little bit more old school, probably a little more Jedi than he was Sith. And then you had Anakin, who, you know, got burned up and cut up and never really, you know, lived up to Sidious's potential. So I see Kylo as being almost one of the best villains in Star yeah, Wars. Man. 
And the death of Snoke, so many people are so upset and they're saying, oh, we didn't find out who he's from and where he was and what his backstory was. Boo to the flipping who? Let me fill you guys in on something, okay? For us old timers, we heard about the emperor in A New Hope, but we never saw him. He's just simply mentioned. The emperor has dissolved the Senate, okay? And that's it. And then in The Empire Strikes Back, we see him in, I'm talking original Empire Strikes Back. We see him in holographic form, and he's not even played by Ian McDermott, who plays the Emperor, and then later Palpatine in the prequels. It's an old woman with chimpanzee eyes superimposed over her face. (laughs) That's And he barely has a minute of screen time. So, for new Star Wars fans, if you watch The Empire Strikes Back right now, you'd be like, what are you talking about? That's Vader talking to the Emperor. Yeah, that's a special edition version. I'm talking about original, original The Empire Strikes Back. We didn't see the Emperor until Return of the Jedi when he came off the shuttle. Rise, my friend. And he's just this gross looking old guy. He looks like a freaking corpse with these yellow eyes and he just looks evil and twisted. And not once, Ryan, did 11 year old John go, well, I need some backstory to this, by golly. (laughs) before why does he die i barely know him whoa where is the backstory because that's that it wasn't his story to tell it was thank you you had anakin's story to tell thank you you had you had luke's story to tell those are the stories that we need to hear we and in last jedi just to kind of bounce with you man we don't need to hear snoke's story no i i am curious absolutely and And we should all be naturally curious out in either a book or a yeah. comic, which I'm fine with, and I'll read Great. that. I'm looking forward to it. But, but it is Kylo's story. It is story Finn's story. Correct. It is. It's not about Snoke. It's Ray. It's not about Snoke. It's about Kylo. It's about Ray. If, it's about Finn. It's about this new generation. And so, yeah. I, you know, it, it was very. Surprising. Do we want to see Baby Snoke in like yeah, swaddling right. clothes with his with Snoke mother? Yeah. And like we we had a wonderful life, and all of a sudden that everything died, and and I was alone, and I got raised by space wolves yeah, or and he's like some you know version of dark geez, plagius or, or whatever now it, i you could make an argument that he is not dead that that could not that's possibly not his body right because we sure. saw luke project himself uh we we have seen vader use dark side abilities from long distances when he uh you know kills um um Admiral Ozel, you know, Admiral mm-hmm. Ozel came out of light speed too early. He's as clumsy as he is stupid, right? He force chokes Admiral Ozel from a great distance. So though my gut tells me Snoke is dead, because again, this isn't Snoke's story. We know that he was a very powerful dark side uh practitioner. His Praetorian Guard clearly while they didn't utilize lightsabers, they had some sort of training. They had some sort of very different armor because uh, they were getting hit by sabers a couple of times on there. It would take a couple of hits to get through that armor. Yeah, it was very. Yeah, it was. Very, it would, you had to be very close and very intentional yes, to, very, to, very, to strike very similar through. to yeah. Vader's armor, uh, you know, because Vader right, took yeah. a hit from Luke in the Empire Strikes Back. It hurt him, but it didn't cut all the way through you know, the armor. Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with Snoke dying. I was just like, okay, all right. 
it's pushing. It's not about snow, man. It's pushing it's Kylo forward, and what an amazing, you know, he's like he turns the lightsaber to strength. I love. Oh it's man, <laughs> just and, I mean, and, 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 and it's like this poetic. It's like he goes, nothing escapes me in his mind, and just. Mm. He just slides. I love the hand yes. was still left there yeah, too. Right? Like his hand, like it cut all the way through and the hand on yeah. the left on the far side was still left just well, sitting and, there. And it, Loved was, it. it was at that moment too that, that Kylo realizes Kylo hasn't, it hasn't turned to the light and, and here's the end and we'll get to some, and obviously we need to talk about Ray and then we can start wrapping this up because I did, I could go hours on this movie. You know that um, it, it, and this is what Ray had to learn. It's not about turning away from the dark side and it's not about embracing the light side. What we have discovered, Ryan, is the Jedi believed the Sith always lied. But did the Sith always lie? Nope. In fact, they told more truth. Hello. <laughs> the Sith, because. Hello. Yep. Ding, there ding, you ding, go. Ding, ding, the ding, Sith ding, ding. told no. more truth no. than the Jedi did because I the am. Jedi had something to hide. No, I the, am your father. The light. If you want to know truth, right. I am your father versus Darth Vader. Your father is dead. Darth Vader killed your father. Darth Vader killed your father. Yeah. yeah. Right. Who is telling the truth? Like it, well, who has more to lose? The Jedi have more to lose yeah. than the dark side does. And so... Kylo, I believe in that moment, because right up until that, you know, Snoke tells me, he goes where I once, you know, felt, and it's such a great monologue by Snoke and Andy Serkis, <clears throat> that guy is so good. He is so yeah, good. Solid. So good. You know, he, he says, you know, where I once, you know, felt doubt. I now find, uh, I think he says, uh, um, oh, it's a word that starts with R, um, I'm, I'm lost. Similar to like, you know, confidence where I once found, saw doubt. I see confidence where I once saw fear. I now saw resolve. He said where I first saw doubt. I now see resolve. And he's like pumping Kylo up. Right. Like he tore him down because well, he needs him because he wants to manipulate yes. him into killing yes. Ray. Like that's he the tore only, him down you know, the last time he stood in front of him. Now yeah. he's telling him you are the heir apparent of Lord Vader. He turns the lightsaber to strike his foe. And at that moment, Kylo is basically, and I know this is a PG show, but Kylo's basically giving a middle finger going, I'm done with this. I'm done. Yeah. It's the manipulation. It's the manipulation. Man. I'm done. And it tells the story too that the Jedi, as noble as they as they wanted to be, would manipulate. Obi-Wan manipulated oh, yeah. Luke. Qui-Gon manipulated obi-wan at times qui-gon straight up lied to the jedi council when he said i won't train anakin and then in the very next scene he says i can't officially train you but you watch everything i do in other words wink wink you're gonna train by watching what i do that's how you will learn so qui-gon lies obi-wan lies yoda what should Yoda have possibly told Luke before he went to go face Vader? I don't know that he's his father, you know, 
I mean, the information should have been pretty relevant and, yeah. and pretty apparent yeah. to for for Luke to know. And I think, and again, we kind of kick back again and we think about what was the Jedi protecting, and and I think it kind of resolves back to these texts again and again and again. These rule, the books, rule books of just going, yeah. well, if I'm not if I'm not following this rule book, then I'm I'm out, you know, and 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 I've got a I've got to now mold the truth to saying well Darth Vader killed your father father metaphorically yeah, you can get away with it right like it's not really a whole well, lie it's, a it's truth kind of from a lie a point of view Ryan it's a truth from a point of view right and that's and that's the that's the trick to it and that's because they have something to they got to keep something sacred they have to keep their order sacred and the only way you do that is that when well when something kind of rubs up against it and it doesn't seem to agree with it well we've got to explain it away yeah and we've got to figure out how to explain that around and and i'm sure everyone's picking up on you know (laughs) religious conversation and and that's that's the point that luke's trying to tell ray he said you know i was lied to Snoke lied to Kylo, told him that you're the heir apparent of Lord Vader. You're going to be the next Vader. Everything that Vader couldn't accomplish, you will finish what Vader started. And then tells him, take off that ridiculous mask. Who do you think you are? You are no Lord Vader. You know, you were nothing when I found you. Manipulation happens on both sides. Correct. And, and And I think it's so wonderful to be able to step into a step into a new generation and watching Luke realize that and say, man, this is, I I started a temple. Like I kind of did what I was supposed to do and it all came crashing down. And here I am marooned. I'm, I'm, I'm self marooned. I, I isolated myself milk from these udders. That was, that was so weird. (laughs) <laughs> like I get it, yeah. but Lauren and I shared a glance of like, "What well, are he we has that watching?" Look on his face after he takes a drink too. Like, <laughs> totally what do you think insane. of that, girly? <laughs> I think he was trying to totally figure insane. Out. I think he was trying to figure. Well, he probably out. was. Yeah, like, just to probably get was. To it, it, yeah, it freaked me out. <laughs> I was like, "What is going on?" It's just milking um, these udders. <laughs> just what? And that aliens just like looking back at Ray. Like, is this guy serious? Yeah. <laughs> Like what the heck? Could have been great if they. But, it would have been great if that creature looked at Ray and like winked, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, like it's so great to see Yoda. I mean, again, like, and I, I to say what I said thirty minutes ago to watch Yoda come back and dissolve all of those things with Luke and say, Luke, this doesn't matter anymore. Like these things that we held so sacred that we were just protecting that essentially they all lied and deceived and did everything that they could to protect those things, those, those, those texts in that way. Lying to protect. They lost. This is what they were, they were, yeah, we're they, lying to protect almost like, yeah, yeah, we're lying, but we're, we're lying, to, but, but it's good. To be good. These are good lies. Yeah. These are good lies. And, and of course that's the way you talk yourself in a lion, right? Like it's just, that's the way you do it. And to, to watch, to watch them both discuss that. And for him to tell Luke again, Dude, this doesn't matter, and you know it doesn't. Like you've you've closed yourself off to the force, and you pretend like you don't care. Yet you're screaming about this tree. Like you you do care. You hold this stuff into such high regard. You know it's it's obvious that you still care deeply, and that's why you're hurt by it. But to watch Ray 
graduate her own way through and say, fine, Luke, if you're not coming with me, I've got people to I care about yeah. and I've got to go. Yeah. I've, I've got to do the right thing. And that right thing is action. It's not just sitting here with you and discussing the mysteries of the universe and Jedi language. Yeah. Like it doesn't, the, 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 none of that about things that are over and done and that we can't change. Yeah. So I could, I could argue with you and sit here with you and, and not change anything or I can go help my friends. Well, and you know, and that brings us to Ray and you know, her amazing character growth in mm. this movie too was so good. And you know, I think where, where Luke starts to see, that where you've got the light and the dark and Snoke made this comment too, that, you know, as the dark was rising, the light rose to meet it. And so, which right. brings us back yeah. to this balance, right? It's like, what, what is this prophecy of the balance of the force? Was it genuinely Anakin who brought balance to the force or does that prophecy just simply refer to the Sith have it wrong? The Jedi have it wrong that really the balance is you don't sway one way or the other. You're, you're in the middle and you know, we saw glimpses of that with Luke in return of the Jedi. Yeah. He, he uses a dark side force ability when he chokes the Gamorrean guards in Jabba's palace. That's, that's yeah. a force ability that Jedi generally don't use. Right. But here we see him use it. He just walks by and goes, okay, a little choke for you and a little choke for you. And there you go. Uh, you know, we don't see him use force lightning or anything like that, but the only people that you saw use force lightning were dark side. You know, the Sidious used it. Snoke used it. Uh, obviously Vader wouldn't use it. And that would kind of put an end to that. <laughs> Shorts himself out. Yeah. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of electronics yeah, running around in there. think that. Um, <laughs> he's got to ground himself. So, before he you know, does we that. see Ray, you know, that she didn't run when, when she goes into her vision, she sees the dark side and right. she sees that pit, which is very similar to the tree that's on Dagobah. Yeah. And Luke has always been told you run from the dark side. You don't, don't, you don't embrace it. He toyed with it a little bit in return of the Jedi. But he was always been told you you you, you, you don't don't you, no 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 yeah. no you go away from you don't it. be you're not curious about it you're, you're not, not curious about it you don't look at it yeah you don't you just you, you, you just, just go run away from it and on the flip side on the dark side you know Sidious taught Maul you we don't we don't we don't incorporate anything Jedi into our thinking right. nothing it's the Sith way it's the rule of two it's the two of us this is what we do and there's going to come a point. One day where you're going to kill me and you will become the master and then you will need to find an apprentice. And it goes on and on and on and on. But don't you dare incorporate anything that the Jedi have to say. Right. We're the exact opposite where they say no to the emotion of love. We say yes, embrace it. You know, there's no balance. But here we see Ray who sees the dark side and rather than running from it, she goes, that's interesting. And she wants to go investigate it. Not that she's embracing it. It's not an embrace. No, definitely not. And I think that's super key. And it it's super key to understand it that. It, 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 There's wasn't no, a, it wasn't a Ben Solo going, yes, this is what I want. Because Ben no. feels that call for balance. 
but he doesn't understand it because he's been told by Snow. Well, he's been manipulated again. Manipulated. Yeah. But he feels this balance. It's like, and so could we see Ray so, potentially using quote unquote dark side abilities and light side abilities? Yes. And that flies sure. in the face of everything Luke was taught. It flies in the face of everything Luke tried to teach his students. And it flies in the face. And because he was disenfranchised, he didn't have the chance to tell Ray those things. I mean, he just, he freaked out and was just like, no, I've seen this before. I'm out. I'm out of here. Right. Rather than just saying, okay, there's got to be something to this. So he was still scared. He was still scared of it. He never let go of those teachings. He never like, again, you know, he's freaking out because the tree was burning. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he, 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 he was still holding on to all of those Jedi teachings yeah and and even though he was bitter he was bitter about them all but he held on to him and, and he said he, he did like not remembering yeah. the lesson taught to him in the tree on dagobah right yeah right that it wasn't just you know when he sees his own face invader's helmet it wasn't just a revelation that vader was his father or that you could potentially become like vader that it was there needs to be this balance and, and it's something that yeah. is unfolding through the course of all of these movies, prequels included. And that's where these unreasonable star Wars fans, I just don't think are getting it. They're just not getting it because it's not unfolding. the balance to the force is not a person. Correct. That, that does these things. It's not a prophecy of, of a single savior that is delivered into an area. And that's what, and that, but that's, that's what, you know, that's what the prophecy is talked about. On Anakin. Yeah. He's like, here he is. Yeah. He said, all here's the, the here's the prophecy. Yeah. Here is the one. And, and of course, Obi-Wan, you know, bit right into that apple and said, you know, I'm with it. Oh, you were, you were the chosen oh, one, what right? A great scene. The, the, what a great scene. Oh, yeah. that's so chilling yes. still. Like I, you know, I have my issues with Hayden Christensen, but dude, he the, was the delivery. Revenge of the Sith, and he was an attack. Sure, truth, he was very good. I'll give you that Revenge one. Truth, but <coughs> sorry, but uh, but instead of putting your chips into the balance, is one person leveling the scale? It's literally finding the balance. It's not you affecting the balance of the force. Again, man, it's just so so wonderful it's like the to, force to be able to discuss this. Balance. Right? Yeah. It's it's not people trying to balance the force. You cannot balance the force. The force is bigger than you. You must find balance within the force. Absolutely. Not you balance. You can do nothing for the force. The force is bigger bigger than you. It is greater than you. It is it is all things. You cannot affect it. You have to find balance within it. To then find happiness. Yes. And, and that's where I... The, and to be true Jedi or to be true... Not even Jedi. I think Jedi can almost be that, you know, that, that I, they're extremists. Yeah, Jedi I, I and I Dark Lord this, are both extremists. Yeah, I would say this movie... They need to have that balance. I would say this movie officially ended the Jedi. I, think the la- I don't think The Last Jedi refers to Rey. I think it refers to Luke. Yeah. Th- that's it. What, what <laughs> I think you're right. What we're going to see next, and this is what's very exciting, is where Rey is going to go as a character. Uh, I think, I guess I would say now it's going to be up to JJ Abrams, right? To, to yeah, write sure. and continue the story. I, I hope I'm excited for him to direct this, this next film. And, and I'm excited to see where he takes these characters. I hope he doesn't fall because JJ's a, a star Wars nerd, just like me. I hope he doesn't fall back into some safe zones. 
yeah. with Ray because I was uh, number one. I mean, we talk about Adam driver being so good as Kylo. And I am just absolutely mesmerized by Daisy Ridley. I, I have been so impressed with her. I mean, from the moment you first see her in the force awakens, I mean, you talk about excellent casting. She is yeah. excellent casting. I mean, there's, there, there are times where, you know, you, she is so good at emoting her face emotes so well, uh, from her reaction to when Han dies to when she thinks yeah. Finn, uh, has died to when she's pleading with, with Kylo. Um, oh, that was another tearjerker. Yeah. By the way, she's the just pleading scene. with oh. him. Um, when she gets angry and charges at Snoke. Uh, when she, oh, yeah. you know, when she force grabs Kylo's blade and lights it up and she knows that she can't go toe to toe with snow, but by golly, she's going to try anyway, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I love the, the character of Ray and I would say that I continue to fall in love with what she stands for as this new wave of star Wars characters that, you know, we are, I, I like the way you put it that we're gracefully saying goodbye to the old star Wars. And I think in terms of characters, I think that's where so many people struggle is to say goodbye to these people. Um, but it has to happen. It has to happen. Nobody yeah. wants to yeah. see a 90 year old Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. I'm sorry. He was old enough in Force Awakens for crying out loud. And we know Harrison didn't want to play Han Solo for more than one more movie anyway. But with Mark, with Carrie, if if Carrie was still with us, we know there's going to be another three movies after this one. Disney's already said we're, we're laying the groundwork yeah. for do this, this really, con- these stories yeah, to continue. Do we really still want general leia in episode 12 or do we want to see a wise ray in episode 12 that's what i want to see we leia has laid the 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 foundation and luke has laid the foundation already and with ray she she embodies the hope of luke but also a much more grounded approach and where she understands that you don't run from either one. She goes to the dark side for answers in that cave. Yeah. And it's an and interesting she, fan theory yeah. that I think may hold some water because we know yeah. the dark side, uh, you know, adherents don't always tell the truth. So when Kylo tells her your parents were junkers who sold you for drinking money, they're buried in a pauper's grave on Jakku. If he told her the truth, I have no problem with that. It would have been too easy to make her a Skywalker or to make oh, her yeah, like totally. Kenobi's niece. Um, would have been too easy. And for people to go, oh, they blew it. If that is true, and I hope, and here's my thought. I hope JJ sticks with that. I, don't, I hope he doesn't. They echoed it. They echoed it right at the end of the movie yeah. when that boy in the casino yes. grabs, the, the grabs the broom. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Pulls it in. Yeah. And it's just like, it's man, I got chills for that. Like it's just these moments that just, you know, that I know people are seeing, but it's just like, do we understand like everything that that means? Like the boy grabbing the broom is huge. Like that's enormous. It would have been in too easy of a route to, to have her be a Skywalker, to have her be a Kenobi or to have her be somehow related to Palpatine. 
I know there were there yeah, was thoughts sure. of that. That not everybody has to be part of this grand royal family. But that tells that that's be it's that it's she is that a story. Nobody. She is a no. She is a nobody. She needs to be. Yeah. Now you want to talk about approachability on a character. Yes. You walk into somebody who's going through some hard times, who who feels abandoned. You've you've literally spoken to the entire human race. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like to to tell this story of like, hey, you can relate to this girl. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Totally, I can. Now, Absolutely. One one theory that I think is interesting, though I don't think it holds a lot of water. Kind of like the Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah. kind, of, kind of interesting theory is that you know, when she goes into the dark side cave and she sees herself kind of going on forever in two directions, uh, you know, and she snaps in such a cool little very cool, like, quiet very, yeah, moment. One of the yeah. few moments that Star Wars actually uses a sci-fi element to it. Um, yeah. Is that Ray is a clone and that she, the hmm. dark side is showing her, yeah, you have no parents because you were made. Hmm. And there you go. Now, I find that interesting. I don't know it, how in the world they would make, them, a lot of make, make that work um, other than one line from Kylo in The Force Awakens when he tells General Hux, do we need to start making a clone army if your stormtroopers aren't listening to you? So, yeah. Obviously, cloning is still around in some form or some fashion. It it has. Oh, they away. have the ability. They, yeah. they they can do it. And you yeah. know, and the and Clone Wars are are uh, uh, pieces of history <clears throat> that you know the the Empire did do its best to kind of you know whitewash certain elements of. But sure, um, I, I think I find that an interesting theory. I just hope it doesn't hold water. I I want it to be. You came from nothing. Now we know. No, yeah, I think that's great. Now there could be some tweaks to that because we know. Kylo is going to manipulate, right? That's what, that's what a full embrace of the dark side is going to lead you well, he, to. That, and that's what he knows, yeah, that's too. What he, knows. he knows manipulation. And, and a full He's been brought up with absolutely. manipulation. And a full embrace of the dark side will lead you to manipulation. Vader did it. Right, yeah. The Emperor was yep. constantly manipulating Vader. Uh, oh, yeah. And Vader was constantly, constantly manipulating behind the Emperor's back as a, as a yeah. true apprentice should be doing if you're, if you're a Sith. So, uh, yeah, I just, I can't say enough about how much I have enjoyed uh, Daisy Ridley. Um, yeah. I would say very, very, very this is going to be a weird comparison, but I'm going to compare it to a video game. Uh, the remake sure, of Tomb Raider uh, that I'm a big fan of. Yeah. yeah One yeah. of the, one of the key elements of that game was that when Lara gets hurt, the game developers wanted you to feel it. And, and they do a really great job. Like, like if you hurt Lara in that game, you're like, Oh, I'm sorry. It's like, you're almost, you're like apologizing, you know, to this game. And when she dies, she dies in like, if you, if she, if you do something that kills her, she dies in very horrific fashion to where you're just like, Oh, and like breaks your heart when you do it. That's what Daisy reminds me of is like her, the way she reacts, it was like either making my heart rejoice or it was breaking my heart where she had Mm -hmm. all this intense desire for Luke to teach her. And then when he makes it very clear that he won't be, it breaks her heart and she Mm -hmm. can't handle it when, and, and when she cries, man, there are some actors who, when they cry, you man, you want to cry with them. You know, Natalie Portman mm-hmm. is yeah. one. 
man, when she starts crying on screen, you're like, why are you making Natalie cry? You know, <laughs> Daisy is another one. And she cries like almost every time she talks to Kylo through the force because her heart breaks yeah. for him. Her heart breaks yeah. and she wants him to feel that same heartbreak for her as she struggles, yeah. but he won't do it. He won't do it. And so yeah. I think he's, he's he he, at, at most he's curious. he's curious at most. He's just curious he wants to because his voice yeah. will waver. He'll kind of get, he'll get a little yeah. bit of the quiver lip, <laughs> you know, the dynamic between these two is so good. And, and I oh, am man. so excited for how it's going to be resolved. Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to speculate. I just, I don't want to speculate because yeah. I did too much speculation and in, 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 in my mind of how I thought last Jedi should go. And again, I want to yeah. reiterate, Hey, I would love to have seen Luke, you know, kick some Knights of Ren, butt, and then have a full on lightsaber duel with Kylo and for, you know, yeah. Ray to end up being like, you're the great granddaughter of the great Obi-Wan Kenobi. And you're like, yeah, Star Wars. Right. But then what I got, I go, yeah, man, freaking Star Wars. That's awesome. I love it. Like we're stepping, we're stepping forward. We're not yes. staying still and we're not continuing to just scoop like the success the of what was behind us. Storyline is coming to we're an able end. able to move forward. It's coming to an end. And we can move forward. With yes. It. And I think, and they're guiding the story along really, really well. And, and there's, there's one aspect that I, I, I don't want to spend a ton of time on, um, but it, uh, but I, I feel boards. like it's definitely worth a mention. <laughs> the roasted porks. The Chewbacca um, was <laughs> Yeah. Uh, By the way, I haven't talked about I haven't talked about my dislikes in this movie already, but, uh, but it, we'll there was some. There was some time. We'll very few. But how cool? Just very few. How cool was that scene but, though of Chewbacca blasting through the door and yelling at Luke? Oh yeah, that was great. Oh yeah, that was great. And we we can't. We would be remiss, Ryan. And here, I, I don't want you to forget what you're going to say, but we would be very remiss sure. about how emotional it was when Luke boarded the millennium Falcon and goes oh into the cockpit and you can just, you know, he's looking and the memories coming back to him, right. Of, yeah. of Han, of Chewie, of Leia, the adventures they had been on together when he first saw the millennium Falcon called it a hunk of junk, you know, and yeah. saying, you know, and Han going, it'll make, you know, 0.5 past light speed and, all that great stuff and the amazing getaways they had in the Falcon. And then, you know, R2 discovers him. What a great emotional moment. He says, old friend, you know, and if you notice, even yeah. R2D2 and C3PO are kind of slowly being phased out of star Wars as well. Yeah. They're, they're not, they're not up front. No. And I, and that's great. And they shouldn't, they be. shouldn't be R2D2 is my second favorite star Wars character behind Darth Vader. Cause he was always <clears throat> saving everybody's bacon, but, Oh yeah. BB eight's the new, you know, he's, he's the new sidekick. He's the new, he's the, yeah, he's the new kid on the block, yeah, he's man. The he's new comic. Relief. He's got that. He's the new comic. He's relief, got the, you know, and he's, he's hilarious. Perfect. And, and honestly, awesome, he's man. perfect at it. BB eight is so, so cool. perfect at it. So yeah. And then the, the, um, the fact that R2 has hung on to Leia's original message. That just come on. Yeah. Like, Oh, dude, could you, you, if you're not chilling up and t t I teared up, I yeah. choked up. It was that moment of just like, and of course, you know, I love, I love Luke's response to that was just, that was, what does he say? Like uh, there was a low blow yeah, or, low. or yeah. so, something, so there was, yeah, lines, something, yeah. something along those lines. And, so good. And you know, help me just years ago, you served my father in the clone wars, you know, it just, it's just so good. Yeah. Just so good. And just absolutely 
necessary and reminded us that the, of this, of the origins of this story gracefully again. And I can't, I feel like this is just the most wonderful handoff uh, that we could ever ask for as a fan of a franchise that has yet to duplicate how it's handing off the franchise. I, I can't think of another franchise that is doing this this well. Uh, Star I, Trek did a really good job at it. I think, yeah, you know, between the, the, the other, original the, and the next generation, they watching they did okay. The, the, well, they, they had the cast to do it. You and, know, and they, then, Leonard Nimoy yeah. still was a, yeah. alive and he was able to lend his, Zachary his Quinto, hand yeah, the old into and the new Spock together. Yeah, that I thought that right. was beautiful. Yeah. And it was allowing that cast to take it and own it and move forward with it. Yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd still love to see the continuation of that. I, I don't know where that series is at, but yeah, the, yeah, it seems like that was, it, it seems to have, yeah. yeah, it seems to have petered off. So, it, watching this, watching these characters being able to again just gracefully step into like welcome, you know, we love these people. We want you to love them too. Here, right? Like it's it's the old cast giving us the new, and yeah. I think that's that's it's 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 the yeah, best. It was it's it, it was great. Okay, so it's I know, really really I know great. Okay, really my long. my G- give me what you my moment say there. Yeah, yeah. So I just felt like I would be remiss if I if I didn't talk about Finn um, and the in the story arc that he gets in this movie that I think was uh, so necessary for him. And I and I felt like in a lot of the criticisms that I saw missed the point of Finn's <laughs> yeah, story arc a little bit, um, a little bit. You know, Finn again, and, and to and to kind of reiterate some of this stuff, Finn was never in it for the rebellion uh and and watching the force awakens again i just kind of watched it right before and it was just like <laughs> Dude, he lied his to, way to the it. end to the end of that movie finn was not a part of the rebellion no he was not a member of the resistance man he lied <coughs> he lied his way in you know just so See, he could I'm get away from the place. first order he just he was lying he was from the that's start. what he was interested yeah that's all he was interested in is escaping the first order he saw something, you know, obviously he's seeing things that are just freaking him out and he's, and he's moving on from them. And, and so with Rose, again, it's not that he was escaping for his own sake. He was making sure that Ray didn't come back to destruction and die. Yeah. So he was saving Ray. The reason why he went to um, the, the Starkiller base was for Ray. Yeah. He went there for her. Not for the amazing you know, in the Force Awakens. Of the resistance, right? Not for the not for the fight of the resistance, but for her. When he goes to escape again, he's for her. So to watch his decision making constantly reflect, I you know, I, I care about Ray. I think it's it's amazing the 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 story arc of him and Rose. And being able to go to this casino uh and and understand on a higher level that this is not a this is not just about escaping anymore. And I love that the full circle and, and the full circle and, and we can probably talk another forty five minutes about Guillermo del Toro's character. Oh, dude, he was but, so good. Right. <laughs> like watching that arc play out and then right at the end, you know you know it, you love it when he's looking at her, looking at um uh chrome dome oh phasma. um phasma and she goes you're scum and he goes i'm rebel scum yeah like Some that, oh. that is like this really cheesy line no to that that I, to is that the I ownership say, of finn to that i say again as i will always say 
we don't watch Star Wars for the Shakespearean dialogue. Okay. Yeah, sure. For sure. If you're looking for amazing turns of phrase, you're watching the wrong movies, except for maybe Yoda. Okay. Other than that, pretty much everyone else has their fair share of cheddar cheese that they're delivering up in the turn. Which is, it is, you know, Disney is going to be Disney and they Disney'd some of this movie. Lucas Uh, would be Lucas when it would come to a lot of these lines. I had no problem. That that was, was you know, put your hand up in the the air and like, yeah, I'm rebel. Chrome dome didn't, Chrome dome didn't bother me at all. But that, yeah, that moment when she's like, you're a scum. And he's like, I am rebel. That was great. That's the ownership. That's the moment where Finn went from looking out for himself. And I think it's, you know, it's, you've got a very opaque, very opaque reflection of Han, right? Where Han was never, was always reluctant, yeah. was always the man, I've, I'm my own person, He's, I got my own thing. He was in it for the money because the rebellion I'm in was it for paying the ca- him. Yeah. They were, they yeah, were paying he was him in it for, for the cash. He wasn't doing all that for free. I think people... For kicks, for the rebellion. Yeah, people kind of forget that, right? Yeah, Han Even was, was paid well. Back, he was essentially a mercenary. So yeah. everything that he was, he was still getting paid. Yeah. Everything he was doing on Hoth for the rebellion, they were paying him to do. Yeah. man. He wasn't just doing it at because, Oh, what a noble cause. You know? No, he was getting nope. paid. He was never like that. He was never that way. So I think that's a wonderful, like that reflection of Han where you see where Finn takes his story in a different, in a, in a different way. So instead of resisting this, this rebellion, he, he sees what is he he has experienced what is necessary inside the casino yeah to understand why it's important for him to own the rebellion and of course he's willing to sacrifice his life for the rebellion right at the end yes. when when rose saves him he great is scene. headed great scene. dude i was my hand was on my face yeah, i, dude, I, I, we I was like i thought, yeah, I thought that was it yeah i thought we were i thought that was it yeah i agree i was i agree fully. oh man i agree fully i was so chilled out. And, I thought that that was going to be it. Had Ryan Johnson Oof. chose to end Finn's character there. I, I'm glad to see him continue on. Oh, that yeah. being said though, had they chose to end Finn's character, what a there, hero. Yeah. It would have been a great way for him to exit this storyline. Now I'm glad he's still there. I really am. I, it, his reunion with yeah. Ray, another, oh. you know, the, the, and, it, and it's not, their relationship is not a romantic relationship. No, it's, it's that platonic, it's a friendship. Respect it's an incredibly and, and deep friendship. Yeah. Friendship. And they care tremendously for each other, but it's not in this romantic, you know, like yeah. Finn secretly wants to be with Ray, which obviously they're setting is, that up I mean, obviously, with Finn and Rose, yeah. right? That's going to be the, the, the direction. Maybe that that'll be the romantic relationship there. I think with Ray, she may still follow the, the path of, of non-relationship maybe um you know yeah but yeah i think maybe not you know completely but i don't know um but anyway i just felt like i would be remiss if i didn't really like i loved and 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 i think we should call out finn's storyline and i think that it's another story that's being told that we truly need to understand that it's it's not about snoke yeah understanding where snow came from it's not understanding who ray's parents are it's understanding who ray is 
and what drives her. And it's understanding all of the people that love and support her. And Finn is a an instrumental remember he he blasted up the the lightsaber before ray did oh, yeah. yeah he, he had fought, his hands yeah. on that lightsaber before ray he did fought i mean kylo he, first yeah yeah and and not even kylo but when uh the temple the the blah, 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 blah. Oh, ma, the city yeah, was being destroyed castle. yeah yeah at maz's castle yeah, he fought some storm when that was being destroyed yeah yeah you have you have one right what, what, what where's my weapon? weapon you, you have, have one, one. <laughs> you have, yeah right? yeah i mean it's it's fantastic Finn is very important to Ray and, and, and vice versa. And I think he's important to the overall to understand, line, I think and to yeah. understand where he, where his role fits um, is, is super important. Um, again, uh, Oscar Isaac was just oh, dude, absolutely yeah. hands down. Glad, always glad a wonderful character fleshed out so much more in this one. Not a lot of screen yeah. time in, in force awakens kind of a very rushed and, and hurried introduction to Poe Dameron. Yeah, but that's kind of Poe's style too. It's like you kind of like you get rushed into him because he's rushing around. Like yeah. the dude's always, you know, he's he's crazy. You know, and, and and but it was good to see the relationship between him and Leia. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, that, that was so that good. that development relationship. And of course, like once the new manager steps in, right? <laughs> yeah. he, the new manager forgets about all the development that for the for the for the yeah, previous. That, you know, that never happens. Uh, <laughs> that <laughs> that's the only thing I thought yeah. about was just like oh. Oh, that makes sense. No, that yeah, new manager happened. time. No, you never hit. You like. never hit the reset button. So yeah, you know it's funny because a lot of people have, have, have said again the unreasonable is going. Oh, massive plot hole. Why wouldn't Admiral Holdo uh, fill Poe in on her plans? Well, it's very simple. He had been demoted. Leia had called him a hothead in front of pretty much everyone on the bridge of her yeah. ship. Demoted him in front of everyone and basically called him out saying, because you got so worked up, we lost most of our X-Wing squadron. We lost all of our bombers. Good job. Yeah. Right. And, and he deserved said, every piece yeah. of that criticism. He did. And, he said and I how think how many of them were heroes. And he said they were all heroes. None of them were leaders. Right. Where yeah. Leia's saying, we don't need heroes right now. We need leaders. Yeah. We need leaders. Not heroes. Heroes die. Yeah. We need leaders. And so that, that answers the unreasonablest question. The reason why Haldo didn't fill him in is because, well, Poe had demonstrated that he didn't have a now, cool collected head. Now I think here's, here's and, and again, and that was proven once more with, with Admiral Holt's plan or Haldo's plan to, that was then verified and or you know verified or, or affirmed by General Leia later, uh, and then that Poe just kind of realized, well, crap, I've sent, I've I've done another secret mission that was a little, yeah, you know, that that I didn't maybe think through, um, which you know t- there was a little bit of messiness to me around that whole little circle. It, it could have been cleaner. It could have been cleaner. It, it, yeah. it definitely could have been I'm cleaner. Gonna, I felt I'm like decisions were. It could have been cleaner. Yeah. I feel like all of that was just a little too messy, but, and then the decision, uh, about the Admiral blasting through, um, you know, Snoke's ship. I thought that was wonderful. I just thought it happened. I just thought it happened way too late. Uh, and I think there was some, there was like, as I was like, dramatic buildup, Ryan, I, I, I get it. Like I, okay. Like, all right. But still like, for real? <laughs> anyway, those are like, it's honestly, when I think of criticisms, up, Ryan. 
when I think when I think of criticisms, like that's where I live, like that, and, that, and those weren't barn burners. They're not, no. you know. They told they told the story, <laughs> but there was just a little messy there. But um, and I think that I just with Poe getting demoted in front of everybody, the miss was that Leia. What Leia can't tell her replacement is that it's purposeful. Yeah. It's not just a, this is not a demotion just to demote. I'm teaching him. Yeah. Like I'm literally developing him and growing him. She was never able to explain that to someone else. Yeah, because which she got pulled is, out of the airlock. Because she was in a coma. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so, so yeah, it makes total sense that when she walks in and she's just like, no, my my rules, like yeah. you guys, you, you, you don't need to know. Um, now, did she have a great plan? But, and I think, and I think that's was, that was kept from the audience as well. So that way we could side with Poe. Yeah. And, and like, oh man, yeah, Poe, go get the, go get the code breaker and, and, and let's do this. Right. They end up getting the wrong code breaker. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, yeah, that, that whole, that whole part of the storyline uh, of the the first order fleet chasing you know what was left uh, of the resistance fleet felt very Battlestar Galactica uh, in terms of the Cylons chasing the uh, the, the 12 <laughs> colonies uh, reimagined yeah. Battlestar not original Battlestar by the way um, yeah there's a couple things with that that I agree with um, yeah you know she she did you know turn light speed on and, and run into Snoke's command ship a little too late but again dramatic build up uh, you know, some people. It's like you know, people, Kate, what, what, Rose, and Jack can't fit on the same door because no, of because no, he Ryan, needed to only die. One you know what I mean? On that door, you know that because <laughs> he needed to die. You That's know why, that, Ryan. You can only get one person on one of those big doors. James, James I loved James Cameron reacts into that. Was just like, well, why did why didn't you fit them both on there? Well, because Jack needed to die. Yeah, That's, That's why. Because <laughs> he needed to be dead. Can't have Jack living, you <laughs> dummy. So. Uh, you know, it's interesting because some unreasonableists have pointed out too the first order's light speed tracking and they're going, Whoa, that's never existed in the Star Wars universe. Why all of a sudden is it existing now? Uh, can you go back and watch Rogue One uh, when um, uh, Urso is looking at the Empire's record and she says they're working on light speed tracking. So the empire was already working on it. And we know the first order is born from the empire. So there you go. That's the answer to your dilemma. Unreasonableist. Again, go back and watch the movies and then come back for conversation. Uh, So I didn't really have a problem with that. The only thing that I saw kind of goofy in the chase scene. um, Why wouldn't Hux just send a star destroyer uh, in light speed, just a little bit in front of the resistance. And then, Okay, we're done. They're pinned in between, you know. Yeah. But I think it also plays into basically, and again, I'm not trying to isolate any millennials who listen to our show, but sort of this hubris, very snotty, bratty nature of the leadership of the First Order that they just don't think that out. They're just like, well, I think it was pride. It was, yeah. it was, it was the show of force. Show of force. It was like, keep you running, guys will run out of gas and, and we will gonna, destroy you. Yeah, we're just going to hang like out the medical that. wing, yep. like every, yep. every single ship that came Where back. It was just like, probably would. It was demoralizing. Yes. It was, Where, you know, it broke them down. It said the rebellion is ending and this is, you're going to peter out. Yep. You're not going to go out in some big flash. You're not going to go out some big bang the whole way. And when you we're run just out of fuel, gonna, and that's the other thing, 
thing too is some people have it's said, well, since when do Star Wars ships run on fuel? This was another argument that I heard from Unreasonableists. To which really? I say, go back and watch another movie that's called Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. And before the X-Wings uh, in, on Yavin are taking off uh, to go to battle against the Death Star, they're unhooking fuel tubes from the bottom of the X-Wings before they take flight. So, again, yeah. for all these criticisms, would you please just go back and watch Just the, watch movies. Just go back and oh, watch, just watch movies. movies. Okay? And also... Because that's, that's why they were directed this yeah. way, because the directors watched the movie. Yeah. And isn't it kind of a given that these ships would run on fuel? What do you think they run on? You know, farts? Uh, that's what... I mean... <laughs> Everybody's farts in there. I mean, I mean, what do they think these things run on? Bad language. Yeah, but you just got someone in the engine room just cursing into an engine, just red face running on, looking at his watch like my shift's got to be over. I got a headache. I didn't. I had a sore throat to begin uh, with today. You know, his <laughs> what relief a day. comes in. What's up, Pete? Oh man, I'm glad you're here. My throat is getting sore. I got you, buddy. You have a great night. And then you just start screaming. You son of a. <laughs> yeah. So it is. Uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I read them like you guys are so stupid. What, I mean, did, did someone have running to come on fuel? Out and, like that's the that's the thing you want to that's the hill you want to die on is the ships don't run on fuel. Yeah, it's like what do you think these things run on? Why why do you why, why do you think the Millennium Falcon in in A New Hope is sitting in a docking bay? You think it's just sitting there or do you think he was also refueling while he was there? What do you think he was the Millennium Falcon was doing at Cloud City? Just repairs, probably refueling as well too because you know what? They were mining Tabana gas. You know what Tabana gas was used for? Fueling spaceships. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so stupid oh, so it's little things like but that the now, ulti- so if, if now, yeah. i do have i do have a a a legit criticism um you know i love star wars but not not everything about star wars uh is is super perfect i i enjoyed the fun uh at the at the casino um bb8 shooting gold coins at the cops was a little too much for me a little too jar jar um, I thought it was funny the little alien that kept putting coins in him, thinking he was a slot machine. Um, I yeah. thought that was funny, you know, because yeah. it shows just the the excessive, you know, kind of kind of a dumb way to say this: the excessive excess <laughs> of this casino that everyone is so overfed and overdrunk, and they're just like essentially just throwing money away, right? I mean, this, this well, it's just it's just Vegas, yeah, right? Like it's just kind is, of that picture this of alien guy of, is so hammered. And he yeah. just has this big pile of coins and he's clearly putting the coins in something that's not working. Um, that's not a slot machine or whatever kind of version of slot machines that they were using, but he just keeps throwing coins <coughs> in there. Now I thought that was funny, but then you'll notice and you could hear it rolling yeah, around. I think that was kind of funny, yeah. kind of hijinksy. And then, you know, he, he's shooting the, the, the coins at the, uh, Canto bite cops. And I was just kind of like, all right. Okay. Um, a small little, you know, complaint doesn't ruin it. There were a few groans when the Hux thing for me at the beginning was groany. A little bit, a little bit too much, too soon. I think in that I will agree with you there. The the emotional ro- roller coaster that you go from that moment yeah. to the next moment is like yeah. 
Whoa, very fa- whoa. Very phantom like, menace editing where we go from yeah, just going yeah, from like oh, hold for hugs. To slap, you know, slapstick to death to serious in the span to, of like 90 to, seconds. To, to like, you know? to like people are dying. Like what is going on? Yeah. We're up, we're down. Because again, that was that first scene yeah. where, you know, the 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 bombers get taken out. Like it's all leading up in that yes. scene and it's just And then we started with like, the, with to a start call. that off with a with a burp 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 burp. burp. Yeah. Like that kind of that kind of got me no a little No arguments there. Mm, no arguments there. It, it was again, when I think about disnifying like these yes. these things, we think about I think about Thor Ragnarok, right? We had our very valid criticism there. Guardians very valid criticism Correct. there. Um, Star Wars is not immune nope. to is not. the 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 mouse effect nope, here, and not. I think, and we're gonna have these moments of like we're gonna have there's gonna be a toy that's gonna shoot gold coins <laughs> or like little yeah. things like you know so it's gonna happen. So you too can prank call H- General Hux. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, five five five. Now in the first zero, showing three, that that we saw, there were a few people who groaned. They were kind of like. Ugh when it was discovered that BB eight was in the uh, first order ATST uh, in the, in the cargo area of the first order ship. Uh, Remember yeah. that? Okay. Well, yeah, when he's running, yeah, yeah he's I like locked in the box. Cool. Yeah. I thought that was awesome that BB eight was inside this ATST and like manipulating it. And Oh yeah. I thought that was awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I was catching scene up. Yeah. Where people were like, Oh brother. It's like, well, think about who else it could have been. Yeah. It was BB-8, and he did something that C-3PO and R2-D2 have never done, and that was fire weapons at the bad guys, yeah. right? I mean, R2 has fixed an X-Wing. Um, he is shocked, you know, he's got little shockers, but BB-8 was full-on, like, blasting stormtroopers. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was very... I think the thing... I thought that was a cool, fun little scene. Yeah. I, I like that. I, I thought it uh, yeah. kind of gave BB-8 a little bit of a... Uh, little bit of an edge after kind of the the hijinks of the shooting gold coins all the 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 fingers in the holes of the damn yeah. gag yeah uh that that was i got a little like oh like after like the third like little plug i was like okay we're not fixing anything like this is a fingers in the hole of the damn gag right. like yeah. and i was really hoping that i would you know not that i would I, not that we see R2-D2 fix a ton of stuff like in the prequels like he had his little gadget and he would put it in the slot and it would rotate around and yeah. but you knew he was it felt like he was doing something yeah. funny enough yeah. like that that felt like enough to me to to see like 17 spindly little metal like things inside of a like fuse box I was like okay but I don't feel like he's fixing anything like yeah. you've got this like really like drone this masterful drone that is built to repair and to be a partner yeah, and he's to a, he's an astronaut droid that's what they're designed to do is repair. like they're designed for that and then that's the best you can do is like plug holes in a dam like I don't know well you know I mean Lucas <laughs> so did that give, got a little groany for me Lucas but, did give but, us yeah. a flying R2-D2 in the prequels that was yeah. never hinted at once <laughs> in the original trilogy or ever seen again not. so yeah. Of course not. Why would it? Why would it? Lucas was having his heyday. And really. I think it also should be uh, fairly noted that midi chlorians have been retconned right out of existence because Luke. Oh, it's gone. Luke never bothered to mention them once to Ray. Nope. Yeah. So uh, George, hey, we love you. You created Star Wars, but midi chlorians. <laughs> Redconned, which I'm Redconned so glad right for because be. that tells the story. Yeah. Well, it tells the story of the force and not this Jedi order. Correct. 
Like, Correct. and that's the and that's the kicker of what this new you know series is going for. Yeah. Is like the force is the thing that matters, not your bloodline or and, genetics yeah, or no like a mutation with that being retconned right out. Oh yeah. Nope, no problem at all. That, okay. So that was we went a little super, silly then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please. His midi-chlorine count, no one's higher than Yoda's. Uh, so anyway, since <laughs> they get little oh, magic oh, cooties that live just, in their blood. So we went super long on star Wars. Well, I think we could probably end it with star Wars. We can hit oh, on yeah. some other stuff next time. Uh, some print. Cause I got to catch up. You know, there's been so much really cool stuff yeah, man. in print and I got to catch up, but I, you know, reasonable I know Norm was a little worried on Twitter. He's like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> Norm, hopefully you didn't throw your phone across the room. I love you got the nothing to worry Jedi. about, buddy. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Brilliant star Wars movie. It was terrible because I'm saying goodbye to these characters that I love. It was terrible. And then right. it didn't go down. Like I, initially wanted it to but it was wonderful in that it let me down because it gave me something very very new so hopefully that answers the question for everybody of why it's equally terrible and wonderful at the same time now box office wise this movie is making some money ryan it is now officially gone over the one billion mark it has not even opened in china yet Yeah, I think that's this weekend. But as of right now, it is made one billion ninety million seven hundred eighty-eight thousand four hundred and three dollars. So, uh, it's trailing behind the Force Awakens. Um, yeah, I'm seeing that nineteen day. Yeah, total, but that's yeah. not surprising because of the incredible gap between the storyline of Return of the Jedi because prequels, you know, those happened before, and also because really we thought the star Wars movies were done after the prequels. Yeah. Right? So not surprising that it's, you know, trailing behind the force awakens in terms of, um, like 19 day total. That being said, it's a genuine hit. I just read yesterday. Uh, Disney has now turned a profit off their sale of, or their purchase of Lucasfilm. So they have officially yep. made their money, uh, off of two movies alone not including merchandise. So I would say yeah. money well spent Disney. <laughs> yeah. And we're domestic. The domestic gross numbers off of the force awakens was astronomical. And, uh, you know, we're still, what is it? The worldwide lifetime of that is $2 billion yeah. wow. that they hit for the force awakens. And we've already seen a billion dollars now for, yeah. So we're already worldwide. halfway there in it's second weekend or no third weekend, I guess uh, we yeah, should it'll say be now moving into its fourth weekend this weekend. Yeah. So, so we just ended the third weekend. We're moving into the fourth. So obviously, I mean, no surprise to literally anyone. No, I'm sorry, Ryan. It's moving into <laughs> like, its third weekend. I apologize. It's moving third into weekend. its third yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um, so no surprise to anyone. No, it, it's now for 2017 <clears throat> at unseated beauty and the beast for, um, domestic number one at 539 million, uh, beauty and the beast, man, dude, what a big moneymaker that was too, for Disney, which by the way, was a really good yeah. movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It it's really good. I never saw it's it. Really good. No, I never saw it, it is absolutely a very good movie. Uh, there is one thing I wanted to touch on just real quick before we let you guys go. Um, you know, I tweeted the other day and we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about this, but, um, you know, Ryan, you and I were talking and I tweeted this. Um, I feel that when you look at justice leagues numbers, uh, and I'm looking at, yeah. uh, <clears throat> worldwide gross, um, it did, uh, pass Logan, uh, to take the number 12 spot <clears throat> worldwide. Uh, it's 651 million. Uh, you know, I, 
while you and I both enjoyed the movie, you know, we gave it very positive yeah. review. We liked it. Of course, we're looking to the inevitable, you know, rated R three hour cut that'll make its way to Blu-ray here in just a couple months. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. Seriously. It will. That's going to be a no brainer. Actually. Oh, the news on that. Uh, January 30th is the rumored digital release date. Wow. That's fast. For Justice League, is which fast is a super turnaround. fast turnaround. Whoa. But also on uh, Twitter today or Reddit today, I found the photo that Jim Lee has uh, once again uh, come back. He did the Man of Steel um, steel box covers. Yes, he did. And he Jim Lee did the Man of Steel one. He's actually come back again oh, to do the Justice League steel box cover the price of for right there. So yeah, so if you want some good Jim Lee art, uh, get uh, get the steel box cover well, of well, the Justice hopefully League. Hopefully, they put the 4K version in a steel book. Um, yeah, that'd be really nice to see. But, uh, you know, I tweeted out that just kind of asking the question, you know, what, what do you guys think? I, Ryan, I, as much as we enjoyed the movie, we liked it, warts and all. I still feel that it's a little bit of a disappointment in box office wise. And, and here it's just for one simple reason. Wonder Woman, you know, overall, 821 million uh, currently sits at number nine for 2017. Uh <laughs> Eventually lost to Ragnarok, Guardians 2, um, and Spider-Man Homecoming when talking about comic book movies. But Wonder Woman was such a huge box office hit. Had so many repeat views. You know, consistently stayed in the top three and top five for several, several weeks. For Justice League not to follow up, I think with at least a similar box office total, if not better, I think is a little bit of a step back. And, and I really hope that, and we've said this a hundred times on this show, that this does encourage some form or some fashion that when we look at Wonder Woman, where Patty Jenkins was allowed to direct that movie, was allowed to show a vision with very little meddling and involvement from whatever suits or walking around Warner Brothers, you know, offices. And we saw the success of that movie. Yeah. Justice League, it is very well known that everybody had, you know, their finger in the soup and was tasting it and sampling it and sneezing in it. And, you know, someone was adding too much salt and then someone was throwing in too much pepper and then someone was taking the chicken out and then someone was putting too many noodles in it. I think it kind of shows and, and I, I look at it as Warner Brothers has got to be thinking what a lackluster follow up to Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, I think I do think that now I, I, I mentioned it, that I think it calling it a complete. I think it should have been postponed. I, I really think they needed to, you know, once Snyder came back and, and we're not going to fault this guy for going to be with his family after that tragedy. That is not what we're saying. You know, sorry, Zach, I know your daughter, you know passed away but you really needed to stick with this movie pal that that's not what we're saying but i think had they given some time for him to come back work with the studio to still maintain a vision of what he was looking for this thing is going to be more fleshed out maybe get henry cavill back to where you don't have to cgi his flipping lips um and and moved it to like a late february early march release where there's not really going to be facing any serious competition until black Panther, which I believe is going to be what an early April to mid April release. I think it may have been a little bit better for him. Had they done that? I'm yeah. just saying, I'm just saying, I, 
that, that that's yeah, where I'm not as I'm, a disappointment. <clears throat> sure. And I'm not I'm not completely disagreeing with you. I think when it comes to the success of Justice League, I felt that and maybe that's why I don't think it was a disappointment, only because I felt like it it uh it did as well as it was going to. I I really I think my expectations for this movie were not high. I mean, I I mean, I was looking forward to it. Don't get me wrong; like I was excited for it. I thought it was going to be great. I thought it was going to be great in its own right. I thought there was there was going to be some moments in there that were just going to be absolute gems. Uh, but at the same time, like I didn't I I didn't put my eggs in that basket to go. This is going to launch forward this story. I think Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is, and I hope to be wrong on this. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I think people are getting tired of Batman and Superman. I think, I think we've seen on film and on TV. You want to talk to your average 30 to 40 year old, how many times they've seen every iteration of Batman, uh, and every iteration of Superman, not only on the big screen, but on television. How many, you know, how many Saturday morning cartoons that have existed from when we were kids, John, to just up until probably what, 10, maybe, maybe uh, 10 years ago that existed that were still going strong and, and Superman was still a thing. There, you want to talk about the one of the biggest libraries of animated comics? Look to DC. That DC animated universe is absolutely enormous. All-Star Superman, you know, uh, Battle with, what is it, uh, Fate of Two Worlds. Um, uh, there was, there's so many that, 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 that we've seen. And I think I don't know if there's an exhaustion there. And I, and that's what I'm starting to assume is that I think maybe people are tiring a little bit of these two characters running the show all the time. And I think when we saw wonder woman, we saw a a fantastic representation that was honestly, if you take wonder woman and you put it right up against justice league, the theming, the in man of steel and Batman versus Superman, Dawn of justice, the theming is not different. It is themed very similarly to all of these other movies. You've Wonder Woman themes just like Batman versus Superman does. It's dark. It's not a ton of levity. It's there's very heavy moments. It takes itself very seriously. Like there's it 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 kind of echoes a lot of what DC has exhumed in this DCEU. Right? I think Justice League with Batman at the helm, I think with Superman coming back, you've got a lot of still of those two characters that people are just like, oh, I get it. And I think there's some, I think there's some, there's some exhaustion there for those two, for those two. Um, you know, we, we hopefully in infinity war, will be seeing the exit of captain America and iron man. Um, I'm hoping for the exit. I, you know, and, and like we talk about star Wars all night tonight, I want to see a movement with MCU in this way. I want to see a new Avengers, right? I want to see, I want to see these characters continue to move on. Um, I think flashpoint is going to hopefully, and and that's the thing. I don't trust flashpoint to answer questions anymore. I think flashpoint is going to be a fantastic movie for Ezra Miller because he's great. (laughs) He's He's Barry Allen. So wonderfully done. We we said several times Um, he was a a, a shining jewel in that movie. Absolutely. As a show stealer almost. And, um, 
and I think, and I've read a lot more recently that people are really harping on Joss about this thing. They're really saying, well, Whedon ruined it, you know, and I don't agree with that. I'm not saying that he, he did amazing things on it, but I don't think the 15% that he was actually in control of, because he did the, he did the reshoots for Henry Cavill coming back. He was in charge of the CGI lip, right? <laughs> Which, if you're saying the CGI lip ruined the movie for you, then I think that's really short-sighted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I you know, agree. like I would agree. I, I, you know, that's 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 super <laughs> short-sighted. <laughs> um, I think a lot of that movie was written and done. He he went back and did a few reshoots and and punched up the Wonder Woman scene when when Aquaman's sitting on the on sitting on the rope. You know, he did that punch up. Uh, that they should went back and reshot some some audio there, and so that added some more jokes to that moment. But I'm sorry, man. Like the 15 percent that Whedon had control of did not bring this movie down below what everybody is saying. That if if Zach had complete creative control, it would just be a shining gem among superhero movies. I don't agree with that. I think I think Justice League performed. If 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 Zack Snyder stayed on, I think Justice League would perform very similarly to what it what it had already. I, I think it was a combination of of not just <coughs> Joss Whedon and some of the changes he made. Uh, I think it's it was just a studio just overreaching. I, I don't know if I, I yeah they were I, swinging for the fences, yeah, man. I, I, we we talked about this in the World Series, right? Altuve yeah. every time he got off the bat, yeah. the dude swung and only occasionally did he hit. And and I think that was the that was the the cause for this. I'm with you on that. And I think there was a lot of people that were that were really messing with this movie, wanted to succeed, yeah. but couldn't let it do its thing. Well, it it certainly in terms of box office receipt numbers uh, <clears throat> didn't it didn't come anywhere close to Wonder Woman. Suicide Squad beat it. Dawn yeah. of Justice beat it, and uh, it barely eclipsed uh, Man of Steel. Now, I, I think, Ryan, I, I, I will part ways just a touch with you. Uh, you know, I, I think had there not been so much meddling, and again, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we've talked about how few movies people go to see these days in the theater. Yeah. Again, the average is about one to two movies per year. You and I are the exception to the rule. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going to see our comic book movies first run in the theater. Obviously, if a Star Wars shows up, I'm going to see Star Wars. Big animated movies. I've got an 11-year-old son. Of course, we're going to see Cars 3 in the theater. We're going to yeah. see Despicable Me 3. <laughs> we're going to see all those fun movies together. And then, you know, uh, you know, Kong Skull Island would be another one. So much fun. Definitely had to experience that on the big screen. <clears throat> but I, I, just, I, I just keep coming back to two things that in my mind dawn of justice theatrical cut made a lot of money theatrically and that was all Zack snyder i feel justice league would have been benefited greatly had there not been so much meddling not and i'm not talking just joss whedon changing and, and being a part of like 15 percent this movie was being mucked around with from the get-go yeah. And just a delay. I think when you've got the big, nasty, hairy, booger Star Wars sitting on the radar, people are thinking about going to the movies and they're like, you know what? I could go see Star Wars twice or I could see Justice League once and Star Wars once. 
what am I going to do? Right. Mm, yeah. I'll, I'll wait for the rental. Yeah. Now for me, I saw them both twice. Well, but sure. again, you and I are exceptions to the rule. That's why I think that maybe a, just a push into again, you know, just a postponement. I don't know. I think what's going to be very interesting and I'm not going to dwell on this for the rest of the show. Cause we've gotten super long. Um, I think Aquaman that's going to be coming this summer is going to be very, very interesting because if Aquaman does not exceed justice league numbers or come close to wonder woman numbers, we may genuinely be seeing a repackaging or a, or a just a shutdown of existing DCEU. I I really believe that it's definitely possible. I, I definitely believe that because as I'm looking at these numbers, 651 million now would the makers of the mummy remake would like to have made 651 million yeah i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure but when here here's some of the movies ryan that finished 2017 beating justice league for box office numbers it a horror movie it yeah pirates of the caribbean five okay Wolf Warrior 2. I don't even know what the hell that is. And then Marvel gave them the business. Now, I know that we talk about it not being a competition, but in many ways it is <laughs> with these two franchises. And Marvel gave Justice League a beating this year, right? Yeah. I mean, Justice League did better than Logan, but again, Logan was an R rated movie. It better have done better. <laughs> than an R. Yeah, they, they, they yeah. And the, Hugh Jackman took a pay cut yeah, to make it rated right. R. Like it's it. You and know. the fact that it took <clears throat> almost five weeks in to its release to surpass Logan. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Tough, right? Thor Ragnarok eight hundred forty nine million. Uh, Guardians Volume Two eight sixty three, and then Homecoming a whopping eight hundred eighty million. Right. So, yeah. yeah, it'll just be really interesting, man. I, like I said, you know, DC has one movie on the agenda for 2017 or excuse me, 2018. And that's Aquaman. And it'll be real interesting to see how that performs. Obviously, you and I are going to be seeing it. But again, I don't think if it doesn't surpass Justice League numbers or come close to Wonder Woman numbers. Whew, we could, no, isn't the Batman? No, the Batman no, is 2019. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, that, that, that's where I just viewed as a disappointment. Reasonable. I still love the movie. We still had a good time, but yeah. you know, I think n- uh, numbers don't lie. And yeah. that's what these, that's what these studios look at. They look at these yeah. numbers and if they, if they look and go, holy smokes, we barely beat Logan. We barely beat transformers. We barely beat Kong skull Island, which was awesome. Loved it. Yeah, it was really fun. Movie, it was really. super yeah. fun. I can't wait for that Godzilla versus King Kong movie. But come on, Justice League should have smoked those movies. Should have smoked, especially with the cast. Yeah, just with the cast alone, and, and we should have seen. And it didn't. So that, yeah. that's why I say it's a disappointment. That that's the only reason. Reasonable is please don't read into it. I love the movie. Enjoyed it. I just feel that you know it. It, it puts up a, a big red flag where you just go, woof, okay. Not hitting that 700 million mark when Suicide Squad yeah. did and Justice League did not. It's, I think that's going to turn some heads in, in Warner Brothers and hopefully in a positive manner. Yeah. Positive. Well, manner. I think you've got the problem. You've definitely got the problem of meddling, right? And, that's, and that was something that Wonder Woman didn't really suffer from. Surprisingly enough, that was something that Suicide Squad didn't really nope. suffer from. Nope, it didn't. Was people messing with the, with the material and messing with the, messing with the production. Um, 
<clears throat> you had it during Dawn of Justice. Ugh. You had a lot of meddling there. Yeah, right. You had, uh, and then again, you know, for Justice League, we, we see the meddling happen. And I think what's interesting is that everybody wants to have the Deadpool effect again. You know, um, everybody wants to see the Deadpool effect. And, and Deadpool, again, like it's an anomaly. It's an exception. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it, we had a lot. I mean, honestly, you want to think of a person um, who embodies a character Ryan Reynolds is is Wade Wilson. Like he's just the guy for it and he lives honestly like he he's running this character as life right now. And yeah. I think it's wonderful to watch him on a Twitter. I think it's great. I think he's hilarious and when he jabs and and pokes fun at stuff. Um you know the 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 Spider-Man uh the Spider-Man Deadpool stuff yeah. that now you know now that fox is be is bought yeah. and we can hit by disney that like the next episode we're not gonna we're not yeah. gonna go into it unless we want to add another hour to hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a whole hour to the show but now that that's bought like you know all that deadpool spider-man stuff that's always really funny in the comics that they're always you know deadpool's always giving it to spider-man like that's kind of possible now which oh, yeah. is kind of fun to yeah. think about very incredible um, possibilities incredible yeah possibilities. some really fun things to think about you've got you've got the Deadpool effect. And I think a lot of people are looking at that movie and saying, okay, that's, that's the standard in which we can chase. Mm. And they're forgetting uh, that. No, a the reason why Deadpool, reason why Deadpool worked. Oh yeah. Reason why Deadpool worked. The reason why Logan worked and the reason why wonder woman all worked was for the same reason. People were true to the source material and they, and they let the movies run yes, themselves, almost run the themselves to be portrayed on film. Yeah, absolutely. And Deadpool pulled no punches when it, when it released Yeah, and to the chagrin of some, like it's, it, it literally did exactly what Deadpool was going to do. And Logan followed in its footsteps a little bit, but if we're real with ourselves, we're not saying, okay, Logan's rated R because Deadpool's rated R that may have opened the door for Logan to be rated R. But it's, if, if anybody has read a Wolverine comic, oh, they know they that that character that. was rated R from the beginning Absolutely, he was, and has been muted for this entire run. Hugh Jackman has been edited and censored until Logan. Well, the, well, and we got the, to see an accurate the Logan. The closest they came, I, I would still make the argument for the extended cut of the Wolverine, which was only available. Right, right, okay. right. Yeah, very similar to Dawn of Justice, right? That was right, the closest yeah. before we got to Logan where before was, we, where before we saw Logan. In. Yeah. So anyway, right, that, again, yeah. that, you know, that's why I anyway. view it as, is a disappointment. Um, we just want to see these movies do well, you know, and, and yeah, we want to see yeah. vision. We want to see purpose behind it. So anyway, guys, we know we went super long, so much star Wars stuff. Hopefully we didn't worry out on star Wars, <laughs> but I love it. Ryan loved it. Dude. Reasonableness. Go see the last Jedi. You're going to love it. Go see it again. Go see it again and again. <laughs> I'm probably going to see it one more time. Uh, so far, I think the record that I have for most viewings <clears throat> of a Star Wars film, I want to say it was Phantom Menace. I think I saw Phantom Menace like five times uh, in the theater. Because you guys, you've got to remember, <clears throat> when you're a four-year-old kid, you, you saw Star Wars once. Mom and dad were only taking you one time. Uh, though I did see the original trilogy like re-released over the years, right? When they, yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that, but yeah, yeah. probably going to see last Jedi one more time. I saw force awakens three times. So I think three times is good. 
in the theater. Yeah. Um, Dude, I really enjoyed the rewatch of Force Awakens, by the way. Really and, enjoyed the really enjoyed the rewatch. What I'm super excited about is potentially Last Jedi will be the first 4K Star Wars for home I know. release. I didn't realize that the Force Awakens was not 4K, no. and so I was looking for it. Yeah, um, no, just 1080p and I, and only. Yeah, no 4K. Just the Blu-ray, which I still need to get, but oh, I have the it digitally. Blu-ray transfer but, that just will make your eyeballs melt, dude. It is so clean. Yeah. It is so clean. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, so, I'm probably going to go grab that. All right. Well, next time we come around, guys, uh, we're going to dive into a little bit more print. We want to talk about Fox or excuse me, Disney buying Fox, not Fox buying Disney. That would have been even cool. <laughs> oh, look out. Jiminy. So the world is actually ending. That's right. So we didn't get enough <laughs> Disney on this episode talking about Star Wars. Get ready for next week or next show, I should yeah. say, because, man, there's all sorts of awesome possibilities. X-Men maybe making their way into Infinity War Part 2. There's already rumors screaming around about that. Are the Fantastic Four included in this deal? We don't know. It's kind of... Man, give me Reed Richards. Kind of, Just, they're kind of hush-hush on oh. that. And then, of course, you know, could we see Deadpool show up in a Spider-Man movie? All sorts of awesome stuff. I know, Ryan, you and I went crazy Lady Gaga when we got all that news. We're like, holy smokes. So we'll unpack a lot more of that. And also, John needs to finish or get caught up on Dark Metal and Doomsday Clock number one and two. I'm a little bit behind, guys. Oh, man. So we'll do some print. Ryan, I got nothing left, man. I'm yeah. Skywalker. Well, what I'm I can say is that... <laughs> if I, I just plug it one more time, please, 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 if you haven't already, pick up Doomsday uh, Clock 1 and 2. They're hard to find in print for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You're going to want to go and digital. The, the metal series is super hard to find as well still. Yeah. So uh, well, D- get it, get it digitally is, if you DC's need to. This a, a, a second printing, though of doomsday clock nice. number one so if you wanted in print i nice. didn't guys i blew it i i was so sick i couldn't even get out of the house for days so yeah so mine are yeah. digital copies and you guys all know how much i love digital copies so yeah there's some yeah my iPad. i don't i don't mind i know ryan and i part ways <laughs> when it comes to that because i need to have those metallic covers ryan so i can retire in five years yeah man those are things are going to be like five hundred thousand know dollars soon so yeah man it's um, gonna be great but but if you're, run, yeah, if you're if wanting I, in print plug there it will be a second printing uh soon of doomsday clock excellent. one and number one so at least that'll be available. that's excellent well very very cool guys thank you so much for listening as always well this has been reasonable fanboys my name is ryan I'm john hope you guys have a great one <laughs>